Hello and welcome to the 6++ Plus Show, a podcast for your wargaming and 40k needs. Hobby talk, tactics, tournament reports, lore and much more. We have it all. Please welcome your host for the evening, Tom. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome, ladies, gentlemen, and discontinued Forge World Dreadnoughts to that 6++ show. I am your host, Tom. We've got a very exciting episode lined up for you because we're going to be looking forward to 10th and kicking off an index league, ladies and gentlemen. It's a big deal. We love playing each other, don't we, guys? We all want to play each other more often. That's one thing all the team are always saying. We wish we could all play each other more. Um, so we'll be setting that up a bit later on in the show. But we're not going to get to that just yet because I want to give various players who might be participating time to make their way to the chat. Um, the ones that have remembered they're in a league, that is. Um, and what we're going to do first is do a bit of a roundup. Then we will talk about the recent announcements re-Forge World. Um, and then I'm going to very briefly recap the RTT in St. Albans that I was at this weekend. Then we'll do the draft for our league, which we'll talk through when we get to that. Very exciting. Um, then we'll do a little bit of Teams event chatter for the last, the actual last event of night for us, the very end. Um, and then some listener questions. So it's quite the shopping list, but we'll be quick, we'll be snappy, we'll be on our feet. So, Hobby Roundup. Who have I actually got here? Well, for, I've got to start where I always start with my dear leader, Chris. How are you, Chris? Hi, how, how are you? That's the voice of power. That's right, you do. I could pull the plug on this any moment. Right this moment. <laughs> Chris, are you doing any hobbying, and if so, what? I have been doing a wide variety of hobbying. Yeah, you actually have, to be fair. I have. Um, <laughs> so, in the last week, I um, built a fire prism slash night spinner um, for my Eldari. Um, I have built um, the models in my Star Wars Shatterpoint box, because I fancied something a bit different. Nice. I've also started working on Materianids. Yes. <clears throat> so, I've had this box for quite a while now. Just lots of stuff. Yeah. Um, do you want to tell? Fun. Do you want to tell the listeners how you were learning what Tyranid models you had? Well, well, I was just, <laughs> I, I've had this box for a few months, and I was like, you know, I should probably look through it. So I was like picking up <laughs> random models and sending photos of them, and be like, guys, what's this? Literally, just Chris's hand, like, what is this? And it's like with, a with neuro, well. like a neurothrow or something. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's your scything talent, Chris. Yeah, I was saying the first question was quite reasonable because you put a mucolid spore, which I mean, even players who play nids probably don't know it because it's been. Yeah, fair, that I that I actually didn't know what it yeah. was. Like, I assumed so, it was un unassembled. It looked unfinished. Davy and I were straight in there with our keen to show off our tyranid knowledge. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, then you then you put another picture in the chat. Which was a neurotrope. Yeah. <laughs> What's this? It's like a staple unit of the last they two years. Like so <laughs> that's the point of it. It wasn't. I was like, because yeah. Tom was like, I was like, right, zone tropes. Let's see how many I've got. Oh, I've got six. And I went downstairs. I was like, wait a minute. Two of these have got like extra thin things on going on there. What is this about? They used to be noses. back in the day. They used to be sergeants for the zone trope squad. Did they really? So yes, they, they did. They just used they to did. be a unit upgrade. They never were a their standalone HQ choice. Um, but a little bit of actually, uh, fifth, sixth edition Tyranid trivia for you there. Mm. For our older listeners. Um, <laughs> but I have finished painting 10 geniuses and I found this like tutorial on um, YouTube of like a scheme which was actually really nice. So I kind of followed that, but I did some dry brushing instead because it's very pretty. Stuff. It's I'm actually very nice. really happy with how it's turned it's out. It's got kind of icy blues in there, doesn't it? Well, I can't not have blue. 
the, yeah. you um, love blue you bloody yeah. love you blue is your green it, exactly yeah so yeah. it's um it's like kind of this earthy brown and then it's got these blue parts on like the carapace the only thing is i've just started painting the zone tropes and i just did some airbrush work on them today and i was like actually this looks really nice and the dry brushing is just gonna scratch it up so now there's part of which is like maybe i just do this recipe only through airbrush and i don't do any um any dry brushing in which case i did waste two evenings on those gene stealers yes um which is sad but at the same time maybe gene stealers would be crap or maybe. i do also have a giant box of like just all of the griblies so i do have a lot more gene stealers to repaint and it doesn't take long at all um the only issue is my ineptitude with a airbrush because there is yes. a, a session that goes by where I don't end up fighting it in some shape or form. So we're working on that. But it's, it might it's be a troubled relationship, I think, the airbrush. And I, I might get there eventually. I love the airbrush. But mm. yeah, no, it's cool. And it's just nice to have that as an option kind of as we move into 10th. Yeah, definitely. No, they look really cool. Um, your excitement for them has been very obvious. So yeah, I look forward to seeing more of them done. Um, I guess you'll have new toys for them soon. Are you getting one of the boxes? I am, yeah. Yeah, good, man. Um, Excellent. It's got to be done. No, no, these models look so so high quality based on those data sheets. Oh, they just look amazing. Yeah. They look great fun. Yeah, that's, you know, if you want uh, to hear what Ed and I think of the Tyranid data sheets, you can go uh, and we, we did a live preview yesterday. I watched it last online night. Now. Um, the Neurogaunts get absolutely panned, but in the main, I think we're pretty happy with everything else. We have a good time with it. Um, so do go and listen to that. Um, the models are sick but, well they all look brilliant like it, just like last time like indomitus looks so good this looks so good like these boxes set a new standard every time they come out so you, you can't complain about that really and the value is undeniable um i'm also joined tonight by lewis how are you doing lewis i'm very well thank you very well thank you tom it is nice to see you um, yes. last time i saw you was at your wonderful saffron slam yes thank you very much for that no, it was a no, really glad, good time. Yeah, really glad enjoyed you enjoyed it. it, mate. Yeah, glad you had a good time. I think everyone did, actually, to be fair. Oh, it was a really, cracking really, event. Really, really yeah. positive. Super, super fun. Uh, I've just been eyeing up the one for uh, whenever the 10th is out. I think that, I was messaging you. I think it was like August. Yeah, 12th August. 13th of I think August. I'm gonna, I think I'm going to try and get myself to that, because that'd be, that'd be really fun. Down to uh, four or five tickets left, I think. Ooh. Uh, but, better, yeah. better hurry, everybody. Hurry, 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 quick. Get them now before Tom finishes this call, and then uh, he can't come. Oh, shit. <laughs> Oh, that'd be sad. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't embargo Speaking me, chat. <laughs> no. Oh, that'd be a really sad way for that conversation to go. Um, and Lewis, have you been doing any hobbying? I have. And not what have you been that doing? Is I have, with my partner Patrick, won my first piece of six plus plus silverware. Oh. Second place finish at the uh, uh, Norwich doubles, the East Anglian Grand Tournament doubles. That's extremely weekend. exciting. And so what did you guys run? We ran a combination of Imperial Fists and Drukhari. Oh, a thousand points each. Top two armies um, in the current meta. Yeah, Top absolutely. Two both both heavyweights, yeah. Went undefeated, which was really, really good. But I guess they cover each other's weaknesses a... pretty well. Well, that's what we thought, actually, to be fair. And mm. the, the one thing Imperial Fists are good at is standing on objectives and shooting stuff. Yeah. They're good at doing that. They've got lots of things that they can boost their saves if they're on objectives and yeah, make yeah. it very difficult for them to be shifted. But one thing they can't really do is score any secondary points. Drukari, on the other hand, uh, very, go very and, good. Go and die and get your points, Getting across right? the board, <laughs> dying slowly enough that we score behind enemy lines and retrieve oh. battlefield data and all that sort yeah. of stuff. So, Beautiful. Um, yeah, we, I think we finished 
eight points behind the Sons of War team over the course of the games. So hey, very good. We were very, very close to winning it. But uh, that's uh, amazing. Yeah, very happy with that. Really, yeah. I think um, uh, Patrick, I think learned a lot about Drakari as well. I'm, I mean, I'm no Drakari expert at all, but um, we spent a lot of time chatting about his list and mm. and what sort of weaknesses it had as a 2,000 point list. Yeah, yeah. And therefore, what could the Imperial Fists offset? Um, yeah. And we obviously did come down to the argument that actually the one thing Imperial Fist can do is, is be resilient. And then I think actually during the event, he learned a lot about positioning his Drukhari and lining everything up and staging and all that sort of stuff, which again, I, I'm no expert on, but I've seen, I've had it done to me enough that I, can... <laughs> <laughs> I can't see it. And now it's hitting me in the eye. Yeah, exactly. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one. That's the we dream. Did watch, a, uh, watch his succubus rip Bellacor apart, which was quite funny. <sighs> You'd love to see um, it. Just did 10 mortal wounds. Oh, <laughs> like five, oh six to so good. No. <laughs> yeah, so good. So, so good. Now that sounds awesome, man. I've never tried doubles, and I do. I think the sort of the design nonsense that it opens up does appeal to me. That kind of plotting yeah. and scheming with your doubles partner to cook up something really weird and horrible that actually synergizes really well. That's something I'd definitely like to try. We've got a good uh, track there. record because the two Jamies won an event. Jamie, yeah. Clifford, and myself have won an event, and now Lewis has won. An event. Yeah, there you go. Doubles is the way. Mm. Maybe we should establish ourselves as the premier doubles team in the yeah. year. <laughs> Have these all been casual doubles events? Is that the... Uh... How dare you? Yeah. Yeah. Event was nothing I don't think there's event. ever a non-casual doubles event. Is there? Is it? I've not seen it at, like... Maybe, well, I don't know. The Norwich no, one had... The final was um... pretty sweaty. When <laughs> and I played. Yeah, so. that was an intense game. I mean, the Norwich one was all on... Um... UKTC style. Oh, okay. Board. No, so, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we make an argument whether the doubles is a competitive format or not, but the three teams that went 3-0 and were all, well, obviously myself included in that, really, if I'm being blown my own trumpet, but very good yeah, teams. Yeah. Both the Sons of War teams from Cambridge are, are really excellent players. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, I bet it will grow, as all things are growing these days. I'm sure it will it's a really, become, really more, become more popular. Again, like yeah. teams, it's fun to play with your mate, isn't it, and, that, yeah. and that, have that sort of camaraderie across the game. Wonderful. Okay, well, I'm also joined by Ed. How are you? Boo hiss. Are you excited to be here, Ed? What have you been up to? Yeah, yeah, I've actually been fairly busy. Obviously, we were streaming. I was going to say, night. yeah, we're, it's you and me every night at the moment. That's the well, way it's going. So, yeah, so uh, I may have committed to a lot of streaming in the future. <laughs> uh, yeah been penciling in some rough dates and who who's going to be talking through the data sheets with me if they were to theoretically come out at some point in the future um i have been writing a rules pack i have been looking at how to pair groups and i don't want to throw any shade but someone keeps telling me there's different numbers of players and groups and making my life a nightmare <laughs> i don't complain about it up until now i've bottled it down. yeah sort of I've, it, I've held it down and now yeah. i'm gonna rant um, you get and... used to it, Ed. Once you realise it's all actually going really well, you let him do what he needs. Yeah, to do. yeah. No, <laughs> my, my, my coup to replace him with Lee last week uh, obviously failed because he's still here. Yeah, um, you, you know if, if you yeah you Lee run a gone. you run a coup with Lee, that's ending with a coup with Lee getting rid of you, not far down the line, right? That, <laughs> oh, that's... maybe, maybe. But, <laughs> I, you know, I'm here for a good time, not a long time. Um, <laughs> Very I nice. May be aiming to do a different army. Yeah, you might. You might. might be. I don't know if I'm going to get them in the draft. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, <laughs> not me, but uh, we'll see. Um, so I might have a couple of night spinners and a fire prism just behind my, my camera there. 
But you know, you just just getting ready for things, you know, just, just in, in case. case, just in case they're good. Someone mentioned that maybe those things look like they might be good from the rules that we've seen um, a couple of weeks ago to me, and I was like, it's a good yeah. shot. I think given that it looks like they've shat the bed on indirect, I think Night Spinners would expect what? to be would expect to be good <sighs> in such an environment, right? Lee Church says day one Eldari FAQ. Well, we can I'm all hope. We can that. all hope. I think some changes are going to be likely, but we'll see. Uh, yeah, I, I and I don't know because I'm not that connected. But everyone that I've talked to who um, plays the game a lot, who has also had the same thoughts as me, thinks that maybe devastating wounds and reroll wounds is not a good combination. Yeah. So I'm personally hoping for devastating wounds to go in the bin and to become does an additional mortal wound on an unmodified six. Um, no, the Valiant Harpoon relies on those things. <laughs> oh, no, it, it, it not King Lewis again. Of, it would be a casualty of war, and I'm sorry, but you do not, <laughs> you do not want to leave the, my big stuff alone. You do not want the heat that is coming. <laughs> play with uh, especially from a faction that can turn wounds to sixes pretty easily and consistently. Um, yeah, so. we'll see how that all goes. Tell you what, um, the Valiant, if that flamer is good. If they've still got a three D six damage two strength seven AP two flamer, doing that in someone's movement phase. Overwatch say what? Good luck charging me. <laughs> so yeah. Say, Being yeah. unable to hide me. from it. <laughs> it's just like terrifying. you're just like something. To be fair, I always kind of used to have this with knights when I play elves. Anyway, you're like, well, something is going to die in order <laughs> to charge it every time. Anyway, so you just have to have something ready, and it's the same now. So something's going to have to die to get near it. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can overwatch in the movement phase, and then yeah. I can overwatch in the charge phase. No. Yes, it's you once, can. It's once per turn. Oh, is it? Oh, thank goodness you can't for use that. The strat twice. Uh, oh, yeah. But uh, that's uh, fine because you just pick what you want to to charbroil, and uh, we go from there. Yeah. yeah. Right, okay, we're going to launch into a couple of our little talking points before we do the League Drop. I want to shout out some people first, because everyone's chatting away in the chat, and it's very lovely. So Lee Churchill put a sad face when I suggested that he would launch a coup within a coup. Sorry, Lee, I just think you're a cunning strategist. It's it, Don't take it as, a, as an insult. I don't mean it negatively. Um, I don't think you'd put up with Ed in charge for very long. Um, oh I, no! I was I was putting forwards Lee to be in charge. Oh, okay. Well, that's then then, then you're fine. I am, oh, if you're setting yourself up as the lieutenant, then you're golden. Yeah, yeah, yeah you'll no, be just I'm, fine. I'm here to agree with worm tongue this shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, <laughs> that's 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 the role you want, man. That's the Absolutely. good job. Let's see. Oh, yeah, I've been I've been I've been doing the, the Grima worm tongue on this show for a while, and it's been great. I have no responsibility. You just get to whisper your horrible nothings in dark corridors. It's great. Um, hello to Elo Woozle, who was helping us sort our screens out. Much appreciated. Um, and then Craig Dickman, 1989, said, Thanks for the entertainment tonight, fellas. I'm currently halfway through building a Plague Burst crawler. It is a magnificent tank. I love the Plague Burst crawler. I think it was probably the first tank I got when I got back into 8th, and it is awesome. So I hope you enjoy that. They're also really fun to paint because they just catch all those edges and surfaces catch really, really well. So I hope you enjoy that. He must not have been on the Death Guard Facebook don't go on Death Guard Reddit. Don't go on Death Guard Reddit. Yeah, don't, don't, don't. Let's not put him. Don't put him off his lovely play burst crawler. Let him enjoy his hobby, unlike a significant number of Death Guard players right now. Um, and then, oh, we also had a lovely little shout out from Swisty, who said, "Would love to be with you guys tonight, but I'm at a banging Turkish karaoke." He's well, there for the belly dances, isn't he? Yeah, absolutely. No, no doubt at all. He is one of the belly dancers. <laughs> if, he, if, he gets, <laughs> if he gets something silly in the draft, that's on him. 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. Right. First talking point of the day. We got a little announcement recently um, to the tune of a lot of different units, um, especially Horus Heresy themed ones, are going to be not making it into the current edition of 40k. So obviously this prompted some discussion in our chat at the time, um, which uh, I wouldn't say it was heated, but it wasn't not heated. It certainly got, it was passionate, wasn't it? I think passionate conversation was being had. Um, so I thought I would invite you, Lewis, to talk, talk through your opinions on this. Obviously, you, you as, as people on our socials will know, you are the proud owner of a great big Forge World tank, and you've been taking it out and it's having some joy with it lately old. that is only two months old. So I figure let's pounds on. let's uh, <laughs> let's talk let's talk through the ins and outs of this a little bit, and then if you in the chat want to chip in with your thoughts on this particular one, please do. We've we've had a vote on the socials already, but I'm very interested to know what people think of this. After you, Lewis. So uh, I get, for anyone that doesn't know, Games Workshop have announced that basically all of Forge World models, except some of the alien ones and the Titans are going the way of legends. So that includes a lot of the chaos vehicles, a lot of the demon engines, a lot of the Horus Heresy tanks um, that have carried over into 40K previously, a lot of the dreadnoughts that I know a lot of Space Marine players use. Um, their, their main argument appear, for this appears to be that the game is too hard to balance with these models in it and therefore that they want to take them out so that it's easier to balance the game and that the space marine and chaos space marine army lists are or army rosters are too large and, and need cutting down now obviously if you are an owner of one of those models which actually realistically when you look at games workshops price range and, and pricing system they tend to be the most pricey models that you yeah, can buy they are. um typically resin models take a lot of care to build a lot of care to look after and, and they're, they're quite significant hobby investments um when compared with uh, with the plastic minis that they uh, come out from from the main games workshop store now as we all know a units going to legends effectively means they are unplayable um, yeah because they don't receive any rules updates or rule support balance updates or anything like that points changes so i understand they intend to release some sort of basic data sheets for them if you want to use them in 10th edition but that's kind of going to be it and, mm -hmm. and we can only assume after that they're going the way of all the previous legends units which is going the way of the dodo and then we're not going to see them again um, yeah. and i guess eventually they'll stop selling them online and uh, and get rid of them unless they intend to keep using them in the heresy game yeah um, especially for some of the newer dreadnoughts and things that people have bought because games which made them in plastic um, yeah. stopped selling them in resin made them in plastic and and obviously loads of 40k players bought them yeah now as tom might have alluded to discussions got relatively warm when we're talking about it um, and i and think clearly, we, we fell down on opposite sides of this, of this thought process i'd have um, to say it was it definitely at my end there was no anger or anything it was just like it was oh, mine just, was rage. Just, mine was pure rage. I know. I, I got that. I got that. I got that. But I'm not the one with the 300 pound tank. So I guess yeah. we had. I guess we had different skin in that game. Um, yeah. After you. Yeah. So <laughs> realistically, my main my main concern is that I have an opinion that is is based on me as a player, but mm. I think I don't think I'm the only person in this position. That there's there's a chunk of Games Workshop's player base in this hobby that play 40k using competitive rules. Um, because it feels like the most balanced way to play the game. So mm -hmm. if I'm going to pick up a game, I am taking the most the most up-to-date rules. Um, and I'll use the most up-to-date points, I'll use the balance changes, and that makes sure that if I'm going into just a random game, 
in any kind of given week, it will be relatively balanced and, and we can just have a good yeah. game, even if I don't know the individual. Um, and actually, I think there's a group of hobbyists as well who really their only real gaming time they get is at events because they can agree with their families and friends and they say, actually, I'm going to take a weekend away. I'm half going to take the kids and then I'll look after the kids the following week and we're going mm. to go to this event. I can get five, six games of 40k in over the weekend and then I can go back to a very busy family work life yeah. in and around that. Um, which is obviously I, I have a lot of hobby time in terms of what I do for the business. But for me, that's the only time I really get to play is at events or in practice for events. Mm. So I am not a player that takes units and armies that I want to go and win events with. That's not really what I'm interested in. As I say, it's the only chance to get to play the game. I really love playing the game, so I want to use models that I really, really love. Um, and I think that's probably the majority of people that have those big fancy units. They probably aren't using oh, yeah. those really impressive models to go and win games. Like the guy taking Warhound Titans to 2K tournaments, like he's not there to win. He's there because he loves his big models and he wants to use it and he doesn't get much time to play. Shout so out to um, Zach Becker, organiser of the UKTC, who ran nine games with a Warhound Titan yeah. at, at, at Warhammer Fair. <laughs> And I think he won one as well. Yeah, uh, I, think, yeah, I yeah. think it is possible to win a game with them <laughs> if you just kill everything. Yeah. Um, so I think those players are probably players that you see invest a lot of love into the individual models. They are expensive models, so you just have to put a lot of time into putting them together. Um, and as a result, those players to then lose out on being able to use them for two in my opinion, arguments that I don't agree with, I think is, is a really, really disappointing move from Games Workshop. I think overall, it's damaging to the hobby. It's damaging to the way we play the game. And I think it, I don't think it solves any of the problems that they think they're trying to solve by doing this. In regards to the balance argument, as uh, Stu Black, who organize, or runs 40K, said in, in a couple of these interviews he did, I think he did one with Tabletop Tactics, he was saying there was over 2,000 data sheets they yeah. were having to balance. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not being funny, a couple of extra Dreadnoughts and a couple of extra Baneblade variants. If you can't balance a few Dreadnoughts and a few dread Baneblade, dread Baneblade variants by that point, because that's effectively what the Falchion is, is a Baneblade with a big gun on it. If you can't balance that by that point, realistically, is taking a couple of four Dreadnoughts units out going to make a fundamental difference? I doubt it, really. Um, mm they're already putting titans in the game so again they're putting big stuff in the game they're letting some of the alien titans the hierophant and and the squiggers and things like that that's all going into the game okay so mm. if you can feel like you can balance those but you can't balance a couple of dreadnought variants that to me just is a is an invalid argument in my opinion mm. and then i think similar again with their argument about the bloat on the army lists i think there was an image going around of the uh, chaos space marine unit roster and it's now half the size of what it used to be mm-hmm. And again, they've probably cut 10, 15 data sheets out of the Space Marine roster. But if you look at the Space Marine roster, we've still got 25 different types of characters. There's four sets of land speeders. You've got firstborn units that have been completely supplanted by Primaris units. Yeah, yeah. So if they actually cared about bloat and they actually cared about cutting unit roster down, then they would have done it. They wouldn't have just arbitrarily cut out some random unique 412 models, which are actually really cool, different things to have. So Mm -hmm. again, I'm not sure I agree with that argument, but actually fundamentally the thing that really annoys me is the lack of communication from Games Workshop on this. They've announced this two weeks before the start of 10th edition, when people have already gone and bought these models, already people have got excited about running the models. Like the whole reason I bought this Falchion was that I wanted to run an Imperial Fists army and 10th yeah. edition was coming. I was like, new edition, new army. I'll be ready for 10th. I'll have this really cool model. I've always wanted it. But personally, I've never had the courage to take them on the model of that scale. And 
I built up the courage to do it and it feels weird given I do commission painting but I've never had the courage to actually go and buy that model and do it and I stood there in Forge World 20 minutes chatting with the Games Workshop guy there saying how excited I was to take it to Gibraltar and how excited I was to use it in these events and we know that Games Workshop designed these new editions of the game year two years in advance so mm. that company knew two years ago that they were going to get rid of this stuff mm. and they stood there whilst I was buying it and joked with me about how great it was going to be to see these big tanks in the new edition of the game. Mm. Mm. So fundamentally, that lack of communication, it feels deceitful, it feels dishonest, mm. and actually, it just is pointless. I can't see a good argument for it. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's uh, my rant. My rant no, is I get it, and I think, I think <laughs> there's certain things there, especially, I think, range change, and I mean, we've just had this with Tyranids, right, where we were aggressively sold Tyranids with a very jacked-up set of rules for about two years, and now the whole range is being updated, and we, we, know, we know they pull stuff like this, and we know those kind of things happen. I'm sorry, I'm feeding back from someone. Someone just want to double-check that. Um, and I think you're well within your rights to be a little bit aggrieved about that. I think the balanced one is an interesting thing. I mean, there has been... There have been trouble units out of Forge World the whole time I've played the game. Certainly as a new player in 8th, I was very bemused when having just got my nice shiny plastic Death Guard army together, I went to my first event and every single person I played was running a vehicle or a tank or a dreadnought I'd never seen before in my life with a name that wasn't from any of the stuff I'd looked at uh, and smashed me in with it. And I don't think that's a nice experience for new players. I don't think new players feel good when hundreds of pounds of additional spending on resin is mooted as a sort of a staple of keeping up in competitive play though i appreciate this is at a different end of the scale from what you're talking about i don't think that's something that you want i don't think armies being propped up by a volkite contemptor or a decimator or a leviathan or something that just interacts with rules written by let's face it different groups of people well, I think actually, games um, workshop do write the rules. They they do now. The yeah, yeah, they do. They do. They took I mean, that. Yeah, up, maybe they, in the past. They took that on in ninth, yeah. and they've done better. Yeah. It was it was more of a problem in eighth. In ninth, mostly what they did was simply make them all just not especially effective. Which personally, yeah. I haven't got. A Which worked fine. Yeah, I, I think that that, that worked fine, right? I'm yeah. not doing it for competitive. But you still had a couple of breakout stars with the Volkite Contemptor, and there were still a couple of things that got through. But Ed, then they're, they're supplementing this? like chaos. Sorry, they're yeah. supplementing like the Death Guard army and things like that, which don't really have any long range shooting, or uh, that's what they were being used for. And actually, yeah, yeah. that's not the fault of the Volkite Contemptor. That's the fault of the fact they can't write Death Guard properly. For sure. I was just going to say, yeah, like the the obvious solution to me is if you feel like you don't have to balance them, write the rules as you would for normal and give them a fifteen percent point markup. Effectively, they're out the game, and then you get some nut job like yeah. Lewis, who's like, "Big model, me want have." Yeah, and yeah, yeah, he can still do his thing and win more games than he should with it, and feel really good about it, and have a great hobby time. Um, mm. But you've not got. I mean, I I saw I briefly looked at an art of war video, um, and one of the guys said he had like eight contemptors. That's a lot of money spent mm. on resin that's never going to get used again, which is a real yeah. shame. Because it's you could make the argument, oh, but you just play it in a casual game. But like, I don't play casual games. Um, <laughs> no, you don't. You can't. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think that's the experience that a lot of people have who, yeah, who yeah. play a lot of events. It's just like the the game is even though you you play for fun, you're playing competitive lists at all points. Yeah, yeah. I think I think a lot of people do end up in that position. Um, so yeah, it's an interesting. I do want, one. I don't know where it fits in. There is one. I know that games which have had some issues on the supply side with warehouses and stuff and with their own 
site where I know some stuff that they were trying to do and build didn't work out the way they thought it was going to. And obviously we've seen there have been a lot of issues for them on the supply side over the last year or two. And I, I do wonder if maybe this interlinks with that to some extent. I don't know. I, and, so I'm not, actually, not in a position uh, to know. I mean, overall, if they want to cut that sort of stuff out of the game and actually they, they want to make a more streamlined experience and they want to cut down on the Space Marine bloat, then fundamentally, I can understand that. I don't have a problem with it. A roadmap might have but, been kinder, though, right? Yeah, what I don't yeah. appreciate is having invested all that money only a very recent amount of time ago and not to have been told, oh, by the way, we're actually yeah, yeah, yeah. in two months' time, we're probably going to cut some of this stuff out of the competitive game. So mm. I could make, as a, as a consumer, I could make an informed purchase choice about whether I still wanted to buy the model because I really loved it and I've always wanted it, or because actually I won't buy it and I'll just... I'll spend that money somewhere else because it's it's money that's going on the hobby, so it would be spent somewhere again. So I'm sure, it just yeah, of course, wasn't, it wouldn't have necessarily been spent on that. I'd have I'd have gone for the Astraeus or something like that, yeah. um, that is going to carry over. So it's it's the lack of communication. And, mm. and if they would turn around today and said actually, instead of their announcement, they say this is going to be the last edition that we have Forge World in the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd probably still be a little bit miffed, but actually I can understand, okay, I've probably got three or four years. You've got years multiple years to get yourself in order. And yeah, then that's yeah. it. Everyone can, everyone can make those informed decisions at that point. Mm. And it's just the dropping it on you the very last minute. And, and as I said just before, we started this this call, but it's taking the wind out of my sails for 10th edition. Yeah. I, I was really excited for it, and now I'm just a bit... And it seems sounds pathetic because it's all just on one tank, but I'd invested a lot of personal time in that written a whole story for you've her. Tra you've travelled the world with that she's tank. Like, yeah, she's already yeah, travelled yeah. halfway across the world to, to, to go to events. So yeah. now I can't, and she's just going to sit on the shelf, and it's like... Well, we, but, will, we will make sure that Matilda gets at least one exhibition game at some point. What I do need, actually, if there's anyone in the chat that has an Astraeus that can <laughs> give me the dimensions of it, I'd be really appreciated, because I can't find the dimensions online anywhere. But if I can find if they're anywhere close to the Falchion, you might find there's a Matilda pattern that Astraeus coming. Ah, uh, okay, that's fundamentally work. the Astraeus has a big gun on top and then loads of las cannons, which is all the Falchion has. So mm. that might be my saving grace if I can find that it's actually very similar size to the Astraeus. The Astraeus is actually a little bit bigger than a Bane Blade, from what I can tell from photos. Jack Tite says he'll so send it to you later. Oh, good man. Thank you, Jack. Thank Good you, start. Jack. Thank you. Great. Okay. Well, yeah. As I say, I, I do. I do feel for you. I think cutting down some rules and minimising opportunities for things to go wrong is a difficult process for them, and it is. There will be casualties in doing that at all times. The, the, uh, the Reaper for the Drakari is gone. So R.I.P. the Reaper. That was that was a fun, silly little gunboat while it lasted. Um, so I'll do a few shout outs, and then we shall move forward. So. Um, John D is here. I, 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 would, I wonder if that's John Drakely. Hello, John Drakely. I hope it is you. I hope you're well. And thanks for congratulating us on Birmingham. It's amazing what our team can achieve when they don't take me. You can really... <laughs> you, you can, you can really they can really uh, finally fly free and soar. And they... Oh, didn't they smash it? What an amazing, amazing weekend. Incredible work. I, had, I, I didn't tell you... The, I, so I listened to your the event report the team's event report and i got stuck in traffic on the m25 until about 2 a.m after setting off to go home at about nine and that show basically kept me sane listening to you guys on my way back it was it was epic an epic tale you all told it very well and shout out to um to jack chapman for doing such a good job for us and, and welcome to the team um that's actually something we can definitely announce is new team people but also i'm going to say hello to eldon walden going to say hello to existence uk great name um, and of course, say hey to Jack Tite, who is, as ever, being great. 
So, yeah. As ever being the nemesis of our the team. The nemesis. An awful person. Put another pin in the jack tight, dull Ed. <laughs> can, uh, I'm looking forward to you beating me with some uh, some 10th edition TTS, my man. Yeah, that's going to be good. That'll be a very very good practice part to get actually for early 10th. Um, Someone great, needs okay. to beat Jack at one of my events as well. I'm going to run one out of prizes days. to give him. One I of can't these give days. him anything else now. He's, he's won everything, so yeah. he's going to go to win an event and not get a prize, which would be very disappointing. Great. There's a yellow so, falchion that might be. Yeah, that's it. That's yeah, or he can, he can have his 14th year subscribed to SM Battle Reports. So uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he'll be 60 by the time he can't. He'll have watched all that content. Anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's never had to pay for it. It's amazing. Um, okay, great. So we're going to briefly, um, I guess maybe Chris, do you want to take this in hand, seeing as you're the captain? We got we we, we announced some transfers today. Do you want to oversee the, uh, the 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 announcement of the new signings? Oh, it's, it's a very exciting time for the team. Um, we've been rummaging around the transfer market, <laughs> set our scouts. It's a hard, it's a hard, hard like market rummaging, right now. Hard market right now. Mind goblins are spending billions, and no yeah. one can keep up with. It's a it's a tough market out there. Not gonna lie, um, the big boys are. Lunging deep into their pockets and such as small fry teams ourselves, you know, we struggle with those, with those um, to compete at the top end. We refuse um, to we take the Saudi dollar. Yes, we 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 ain't no Petro team. team, no sir, no sir. There is no Warhammer washing. Not a joke. Yeah, so unfortunately, we haven't quite had the big investments just yet to enable us to plunge our um, hands deep into our pockets, but. We have made a few signings, you know, we, um, we had a few people join um, kind of early on in the year and we wanted to kind of make sure we managed to bond as a team so we kind of didn't take on anyone else. You had to integrate like the weirdos we'd already taken yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. It takes a while. For Liking them. Ed is never the point, okay? That is not the point. Ed gets shit done and he is wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> Who said that? I'm not seeing it in the chat. Am I... Uh... Oh, Lewis said it. Oh, I just don't doubt. I was like, <laughs> no, no. Lewis was like, I don't care like... for Ed. <laughs> oh, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, exactly. My nemesis. Also, I've just realised we've got two Eds on this call. We have Ed top left and Ed top right. <laughs> so, yeah. Chris, my you're... plan to overthrow you is coming yeah. to fruition. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, sorry, Chris. You've been done there because we we <laughs> used we used this for the show yesterday, I and mean, it's obviously been I renamed. Oh, does it still say my name? Yeah, it still says Edward. I can't even see that. I just want yeah. to point out the contrast. Lewis, who is um, my nemesis, it has a nice light background, and here I am sat in the shade <laughs> in yeah. my lair. This is a rather average hotel in Wiltshire. Would you believe? Oh, um, nice. Better lit than my room. Yes. Well, we <laughs> I don't have a flag though, which you still three months later have not painted so enough of this banter announce the sidings chris <laughs> all right um well you know what we have a i have my assistant director write the um dead the um the announcement so i'll just read that one um <laughs> so we're delighted to announce that our june transfer window has been and gone and the team's taken on three new additions going into By the, the start 6th of june of 10th edition Yes, Look, Warhammer do. transfers are weird. It's a long story. We'll do it another day. We've got Alex Chancellor, and he comes to us after many years as a good friend, playing partner, and rules encyclopedia to members of our Bedfordshire chapter. And I can personally um, vouch for Alex because I took Thousand Sons to a tournament, having never played them before. I <laughs> him in my first game. And he helped and you out. I completely forgot how to play all of Warhammer. And 
at that point, he clearly thought I had never played the game before <laughs> and spoke to me like I was um, 15 year old learning the game for the first time. But isn't he great in those situations? He held my hand beautifully as I lost. Um, but, um, so I can assure everyone he's lovely like that. Um, he's a wonderful guy and player, and we can't wait to unleash his Astra Militarum on everybody. He's also doing wonders for the average team age. Um, then we have got Rob Kimpton, who has wowed members of the police during matchups around the land these past few years as a great sport, all-round funny dude, and terrific Drukari player. We wonder who that impressed. He also lives in Nottingham, so maybe now Ed will bother him instead of us. <laughs> maybe. There's no escape. <laughs> no, no, it's, the, uh, it's way too late for that. Uh, Rob, Rob and I, and also one of our friends, Jack, had a team in, I guess, the equivalent, if we're doing signings, that was our under-18s team. Yeah. Um, nice. And as I remember, in the 2019 <laughs> season, we were the top-rated team with only nine scores, because there were only three of us, <laughs> and we literally had no one to get a, a fourth score. Um, and then i i went off to join the uh, premiership with the savvy submariners and left him and jack languishing like the traitor i am but now he's back yes he's back and finally jack chapman aka galmaris who has followed the team for a long time as a show viewer and commentator or commenter sorry before stepping up in our time of need and not only filling in a crucial spot for team alfaris at the birmingham teams tournament but using his pairings knowledge and tau skills with a Z, to help us reach the semi-finals against Team England. So, yeah, so for now, our roster is closed. But if, you know, if you want to speak to us and be like, I am a hero and a god, let me join. That's it. Then in the future, who knows? Manifest the change you want to see. That's Probably good. don't lead with I'm a hero and a god. Just make it yeah. obvious through yeah. a series of Hold small me. acts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, remember yeah. we are just bang average so. we are bang average so yeah that if you are a hero and a god you probably should be trying okay. to get in a different team anyway but if you, yeah if you want to muddle along and have a right old time with us do do slide into our dms like a reverse mind goblins i make that joke every week now and it's it tickles me every time one I just of them enjoy... will buy it at some point oh no i love them they're great they're great fun they know what they are they're killers one and all <laughs> yeah. and they have they have a great time with it shout out to mind goblins who also did very well at birmingham teams i believe we do have a uh some local competition now um, oh yeah paul bridge if he's on the chat Screw you, Paul. Oh, um, not Paul Bridge. <laughs> he has set up his, his Cambridge team, Sons of War, which oh. is the, the clubs in Cambridge. They now have a team. And uh, other than, obviously last week in Norwich, they got first and third, only, uh, only interrupted mm. by the Blues. Yeah, but double doesn't uh, count. So well, yeah, it's double. a start, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's the beginning of a bold new era. Some new kids on the block in Cambridge. Teams all so. over the shop, man. Got to yeah. call them out. What happened to that scrim? That we were going to do the inter-team yeah, scrim. Cool. Yeah, that was promised. I mean, still I'm looking, sure he's are... licking his wounds after the pull-off. I think. Yeah, uh, I, th- I think it's a case of both sides of that didn't necessarily commit to any plans. It's, it's possible that we haven't been that together funnier, lately. Funnier to blame him because he's not here to defend himself. That's one for tenth, isn't it? One for tenth. Yes. We'll see you in tenth. When we get our brand new thing that we've discussed, off the <laughs> yeah. which we've had in. When did we meet to talk? That's about been that? in development hell for about a year, Chris. But let's yeah, try again. Yeah. Let's have another pint and chat about it again. I'm Absolutely. sure that will help. I'm yeah, yeah. That. <laughs> I'm actually well, well up for that. Edge can write the wolf pack. Yeah, yeah, perfect, perfect. 
I think um, I think Suns are taking two teams to the Saffron Teams Tournament in October. Ooh. So no, we need to buy those tickets. Actually. We should definitely Six go plus to that. Plus, that I sounds think great. You've got a chance to go. And get Is it four man teams, Lewis? Five man teams. Five. Oh, that's. Fun. How many teams have you sold? Uh, I have sold four out of ten sets of teams so far. So, yeah. Let's get. Let's yeah. Best getting on that. Six, 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 six plus plus teams. <laughs> <laughs> Podium place almost, almost assured at that point. Yeah, almost. <laughs> it's genius. It somehow we'd find a way, wouldn't we? We, we would absolutely be clapping for the top four. Oh dear, that'd be so funny. There'd be maybe some uh, some rumours of collusion and uh, unfair play at that point. So maybe we should. Yeah. Yeah. have to take three teams, so we could take. Three I think we could take three. That'd be fun. At least two. Two would be nice. Um, brilliant. Okay. Right. Going to very briefly rattle through an RTT report and then we're going to get into the draft and talk about the league because that's the really exciting stuff. And it seems like we've got a lot of people in the chat now, so we're good to go. So, RTT report, I just wanted to do a little shout out to Darkfire Cafe in St. Albans. Um, it's a relatively new gaming club. It's in a sort of estate area and on the outskirts of St. Albans. And it's got a wonderful two floored gaming center, cafe, seating, lovely, really lush tables and seating. They're putting a lot of effort into setting it up. Steve, who's been running it, is doing a fantastic job and he's a lovely man. Um, and they are the St. Albans War Gamers have moved there. I think they used to be in like a scout hut or something. So they've really they've really upgraded. They've gone they've gone big this time. Um, and so I went Would, for an I, RTT. Um, yep, sorry, sorry, Tom, can I jump in and just shout out Steve from St. Albans War Gamers? He's been a massive help to me getting my uh, he's a getting Saffron's mm. off the ground. Um, he's got his really great um, players code of conduct thing that he's uh, that he's done, which I use in in my events. So and he's always been really really helpful. There's a TO's Discord that I'm part of, so he's really really helpful on that. So yeah, shout out to Steve yeah. from St. Albans. I've not been to one of his events, I don't think. So uh, I do need to get to one of those. But yeah, sorry, 100%. carry on. No, no, exactly. It's, 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 I'm going to keep it relatively brief because I want to move on. But yeah, just to say, it was a wonderful event. I had three fantastic games, lovely opponents. I played. I had my Gene Sealer Colts. I was testing my Rusted Claw. It's, it's a Mike Porter list, let's not lie. Um, although I have run versions of this for a very long time. It's, this is very much the Mike Porter take on it. Um, I was trying that out ahead of teams this coming weekend. And I played into Rory, who was on Ravenwing. And Rory was a little bit green into Gene Sealer Colts, so I did him because that's what happens if you don't know what Gene Sealer Colts are gonna do. <laughs> yeah, um, but we had we had a lovely, lovely game and I took his back objective turn one with some pure strains and it was great. I really enjoyed really enjoyed myself. It was a lot of fun. So rude. Uh, I know, it was so naughty. It was like I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do it. You got, you've only got one dude on it, I reckon I can get two Gene Sealers on it. Oh yeah, there we go. <laughs> um, but that was a really, really fun game and he did kill the absolute living daylights out of me. I was basically tabled at the end. Um, and then I played a certain James Marsden who you will know is a, an excellent player And but he was he is very much taking this, he's not practicing for anything, he'd taken this event in the spirit of fun and he'd brought his Leagues of Votan because he hasn't really got to play Leagues of Votan. Now James is a deadly Necron player, when he plays Necrons he gets 100 you get a lot less than that and that's what happens. Um, but with Votan I was a bit like, oh, you know maybe, maybe I got a game there, I don't know Like he doesn't play Votan very much and I'd never really lost to Votan before but James Marsden, as it turns out, very good at Votan, and he smashed me. Um, going second on Tyler Conviction helped a lot, because that doubled up with the Votan secondary game, which is a bit peaky. Yeah. But he still, again, he just killed the crap out of me, positioned super well, made it really hard for me to do what I wanted to do. Um, his list had a lot more of the infantry, the foot infantry in it, and I really liked that. I thought the balance of that was way better. 
Only had the one land fortress, um, a little bit more utility, but the stars of the show were some flipping berserks that got down one side, and then I undercommitted to get rid of them, and then they just murdered their way up the side for the rest of the game. I couldn't do anything about it. It was absolutely horrific. They are just so dangerous if they actually get into combat and start doing their thing. So that was a great game, and I got schooled by James, as I typically do when I play him. Um, and then finally, I played Mark Kirkham, who is a long-time local buddy and someone I've played a lot, and he was on his World Eaters. And essentially, he had a very fun world it is this with angron and a lot of skulls that's too much too many points in big things is what i would say you can and never I think, have too many points in big things it depends on your objective i guess and, <laughs> and i think in this instance he also had a bunch of berserkers and rhinos and what i would say mark i've played a lot over the years and mark has got better and better and he played this game phenomenally well he'd clearly really practiced on world eaters he knew it really well positioned them really well played the secondary game really well and i reckon to be honest if he hadn't had eight to nine hundred points in two places on the board it would have been very very peaky but as it was i was able to sort of get around the monsters and the patriarch did kill angron in single combat <laughs> uh, after a gsc yeah. army softened him up as is as is the way i tend to do my duels i never send a character in for a duel unless they've already been basically crocked which is a bit cowardly but a plan turns in the making that's it a plan <laughs> turns in the making but yeah shout out to mark that was one of the best games we've had in a very long time i thought you played it great um okay Brilliant. And yeah, so I'll be back. The St. Albans are doing a Learn to Play 10th event. Um, and I will certainly be going to that to Learn to Play 10th. 1st of July, I think, isn't it? Yeah, 1st of July. I'm super excited. I'm very, very keen to get involved. You better know how to le- play 10th before then, my friend. I will have a go. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'll do what I can. Week. You'll have had a week into the league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'll, 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 be, I'll be ready to go. Very ready to go. But speaking of the league... I reckon the man to introduce this is Ed, because Ed's got the competitive chops for this. Ed, tell the which, people... Which Ed? Uh, not, not our dear leader, Ed. Laugh up, boys. Tell the people what it is we are going to bring to them, Ed. There's going to be a league. And it's going to be three groups of players. And oh, you yeah. know why there's three groups of players? Because motherfuckers are difficult. <laughs> and I say that with all the love in the world. Uh, so I'm going to start off with Group C. This is not rated in terms of how much I like them or, you know, don't. But if there was a group that I liked the least, it was these motherfuckers, because none of them are going to play online. So we have got David, the Grey Knight himself. We've got Jamie C, Jamie Clifford. We've got Jamie E, whose name I've completely Jamie forgotten. East. East. There we oh, go. Yes. Thank you the Iceman. The Iceman himself. We've got Lewis. Oh, yeah, sorry, that is Rob. <laughs> We've got Kieran and we've got Mark, and none of them are going to be playing on TTS, so they're all playing their own self-contained league. As it stands, <laughs> I believe it's going to be a double round robin, where they are going to be playing each other twice, everyone in the bracket, and then there's going to be a final between the top two players, because what's a league without a final? But we'll see how that one goes. Then we have two other leagues. We have two other groups, I should say, and these are going to be meeting. So the first group, Group A, that is people who can all play on TTS, which makes things easy to schedule. That is Davey, myself, Franco, Jack, Lee, Rob, and Scrivo. Very nice. All of us are going to be playing nice. online. I might play Rob in person, maybe. I might have some <laughs> models done by them. Who knows? Depends <laughs> how far through the league it is. Uh, so there might be some in-person games if that sort of ends up being the case. But, you know, we can all play on TTS nice and easy. That's going to be a single round robin, and that's going to last six weeks. We're all going to play each other once. 
and then group B is a mix of TTS and local games, but you all live fairly close to each other um, or are traveling. It's a travelable distance, so that one's quite nice and easy. And they're also going to be playing a single round Robin as well. That is Aaron, Alex, Chris, Lee, Paul, Stuart, and Tom. Woo. There are eight names in that group, I believe. Nope. Nope. Oh, so as you can tell, the numbers in each group has changed like six times, and I've lost track. It's Nurgle's number, mate. We're at a good number. We're at seven in each group. Mm. It's, it's good. It's fine. We're, we're all sorted. Sweet. So what's going to happen is there is going to be these two groups of seven. They're going to play around Robin, and the top four players are going to go into a playoff bracket. It's Ooh, a fairly standard playoffs. Yeah, baby. Oh, yes. There is a reward for doing well. The top player in each group will get to choose who they'd like to play between the third and fourth seed in the opposing group. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. You, you get rewarded for being the best in your group. Mm. Number two gets to play against the other player, who is, you know, third or fourth in the other group. And then we're going to make sure that in the bracket we've got number one from group A and number one from group B at separate sides of the bracket. If the person who tops each bracket, each group, is the best player, they will not meet until the final. In reality, I'm sure we're just going to get some hodgepodge. But uh, <laughs> it, it's, it's set up to be, I think, the, the most competitive I can get it without being incredibly... It feels very fun. Yeah, and well-designed too. Thank you very much. So that is the league structure. And the goal with this league is to learn as much as we can about the new 10th edition indexes as soon as they come out. We're going to hit the ground running, play a bunch of games, get our team playing each other, and really learn the hell out of the new edition. And what we want to make sure we do is report back to you guys every step of the way. So we'll be making some extremely silly content to cover results and games in the league. Don't want to give too much away on that yet, but me and Ed have a bunch of ideas, and it's it's going to be fun. I will say that we may have been in talks with Chris Chris Kamara. Yeah, uh, Chris Kamara. Follow football. Oh, you might God, understand. this is going to be awful. He's got a lot more time <laughs> on his hands now, and he messaged us and said Warhammer was probably the next logical step for him. And he's so. a big fan of Tyranids. He loves Nids. Absolutely. We should probably ask Nids. him before we. Uh... Yeah, we should. <laughs> no, he'll, he'll, he'll be keen. He's got he no major game. life commitments coming up in his life. He's going to be just fine. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll be making that content. We'll probably try and make some bat reps out of it as well. Um, and we'll keep you all updated on the socials as we learn what these different armies do now and, and how they fit together. And obviously, once we get to the playoffs and stuff, hopefully have some really fun showcasey games there as well. But the final twist, and the reason I can hear Chris tearing up paper in the background, <laughs> is that we are drafting our armies across the two leagues who will be playing off against one another. What this means... Oh, Ed's got a thing. Do you want to say the thing? Two three leagues. Across two leagues, Tom. I, I, I thought we were doing three leagues. Maybe well, Ed, something I'm missing. no good plan survives contact with Jamie East. <laughs> um, and so there is a few names yet to come in uh, on, on League 3. So we will find out what League 3 are doing. And once we've got, once we've got the info, Why we'll get sorted out. <laughs> Lewis is here. Sure, Lewis is here. Lewis, I assume, has just put falchion tank and then crossed it out really sadly but it said, I, did, it said... <laughs> I did imperial fist went from top of the list to the bottom of the oh list. man he's my nemesis rough. and i don't feel good about that come on but man. essentially what we wanted like, double to do... valiant went to the top of the list so if i get knights then i'm gonna set some shit on fire very nice what we wanted to do was avoid um too much replication of armies in the league because that gets very dull very quickly and we want to show off more armies and show off more combination <laughs> of games for all of you so in order to 
shore that up, what we've done is across these leagues, within the sort of subdivisions, there's only going to be one of each index available. So in a minute, we're going to randomize the names. And we've already got all the players involved to put a list of their priorities for possible books they might play. And we're going to find out who gets what. I think we each had like three options. You had to put them in order of priority. Um, and we will find out, yeah, exactly what armies different people will be playing. Um, there should just, be some surprises in here, I reckon. Just to very quickly add on to that one. We are going to allow players to change the list between weeks. Oh, 100%, yeah. But what we're going to do is we're going to not tell players the pairings until they've submitted their list. Exactly There will that. be no, no tailoring. Yeah, um, we, don't, we don't want tailoring, especially at this stage. And I think, honestly, I do honestly think it looks like 10th is a rule set where building an actual range of tools into your list is already being encouraged um, and hopefully not knowing exactly which of the threats out there you're going to face will help with that as well so yeah i think chris how ready are you oh so ready so ready shall oh, no. we start well shall i add the rules pack to the screen if we share oh, that yeah yeah oh yeah because then you can fill it in that's very smart makes sense here we are look at this rules pack Oh, it's worth it's worth giving a, a little shout stream. out to Ed, by the way, because Ed has absolutely worked his ass off to make this a reality, um, and I appreciate it. It's uh, it wasn't asked of me. I'm just a fucking nerd. And when, <laughs> someone said, when someone said tournament, I was like, I quite like doing uh, spreadsheets. <laughs> so I, I sent a screenshot into the group chat, being like, bored at work with yeah. just like. A theoretical matrix. But this is this is why you're a great mate for me to have because I love having a love having ideas and you love making Doing things happen. <laughs> Ed, you are queen of the nerds. Yes. Excellent. I will wear that. Crown also, uh, Lee Churchwood has a very good point in the chat that any person who hasn't from Group C submitted the list of armies they want to use should be receiving a fine. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Have, that that can go straight board. into the Plus coffers and then late list submissions um, on the day when your army's down, I'll just come and I will burn it. May I make a suggestion? <laughs> the fine. Burn it in front of you. <laughs> The fine goes into the replace Lewis's resin coffer. Oh, <laughs> okay. So well, if you we could can think about it. About three hundred pounds. That'd be very much appreciated. Let's see if we can dress her up as a bane blade first. All, all, all hope is not lost. Okay, so we're going to start with Group A. You can see on there we've got Davy, Edward, Franco, Jack, Lee, Rob, and Scrivo. We don't know exactly what we they've picked, though we can probably guess. And it's going to be interesting to see what they get. So, Chris, do you want to start us off? Yeah, so um, this is I have high-quality bits of ripped-up paper here. Oh, the best. The I best money can buy. Which are all face down, so I don't know who's getting what. And then I've got my list on my phone of what everyone's told me. And if <laughs> I got it wrong when you told me because you changed your mind too many times, fuck you. So, um, Excellent. <laughs> Um, so I love our captain. I love uh, group A and Ed can type in because in theory mm -hmm. should. I got it thing. here. Right. Okay. Perfect. So the first person, Group A, is Rob. Rob. Rob Kipton. This could be a problem for me. This Rob. could be. What has he this put? This could be a problem for you, Ed. Couldn't it? Rob has chosen as his first. Drukari. Hey, Drukari, good lad. <laughs> Very nice. So Rob will be on the Drakari. Rob plays What the were you hoping you didn't say, Ed? Well, well, I think, well we, oh. yeah, yeah. Well, Ed, has, Ed has had a bit of a change of heart in recent weeks. from The, <laughs> the, the elf hater he's always been. Something about those data sheets has turned him round. 
Yeah, right. I thought your ears looked a funny shape, Ed. <laughs> I'm wearing the uh, headset. Okay, well that'll be that'll be awesome because that's a faction specialist trying out the Darkkin in the league. Um, although, yeah, Rob, fuck you for not taking Eldari off Ed when you had the chance. Like that. <laughs> Just they had to be sweating, and uh, you I even asked you what you had, and I forgot the answer. So, uh... <laughs> Wonderful. Okay, who's next? My person is Scrivo. Scrivo. What has Scrivo Scrivo's gone for? Well, Scrivo had only has only really got three armies, and That's he was clear that he was going to choose one of. Two very popular ones for himself. Yeah, I reckon and so. And his number one choice was Dark Angels. Dark Ooh. Angels! There you go. I'll put um, that as Marines, because oh, I think we Paul is in the other group. Marines, didn't we? Because there's only going to be one Marine player, is that correct? Dark Angels have their own index cards, so that's an interesting okay. one. Um, we'd have to think about that. Let's see if we get any other Marine takers in this set. Okay. I'm looking at it and I'm not convinced we will. <laughs> so we'll see. Right, are we ready for number three? Okay, He's number Lee three. Jones. Lee Jones. Yay. What's Lee Jones gone for? Wow, this now causes some interesting ones. Oh this no! Interesting, <laughs> controversial issue immediately, and we'll find out why later. Lee Jones has gone for demons as number Chaos one. Chaos demon. Oh, is be true demon <laughs> lord might have things to say about that. They're going to have to talk about because I have, <laughs> I have had a message from Lee in case something like this happened. So we okay, will, okay. We will we'll discuss it. I like how it's a draft with stakes unless there's actual issues, in which case we all help each other out and resolve them because we're too nice. <laughs> Don't don't tell people. <laughs> right, next one. Demons. Jack. Oh, wonderful. Jack. Oh, what's Jack gone for? Don this is Morris interesting. Has gone for Tau. Tau. Yes, excellent. Yep. Building on his ninth experience. Very Let's nice. Now, then we have Ed. Many <gasps> elves. Ed's gone for? Oh. Well, that's oh. Crazy. Ed has gone for Eldari. Eldari! Oh, you had uh, to. Ah, uh, you've been coaxed into a snafu. Uh, Eldari. I was trying to help our podcast listeners by uh, making sure that we read out instead of just looking at the screen, and then you wrote the wrong thing. Yeah, Eldari. <laughs> I don't know. Ed on Eldari is making me feel all sorts of things, but I'm just gonna let. Just, I'm just gonna let it happen. Um, Bring the loop. Maybe he'll come out of this with some newfound appreciation for my kind. What was funny was you maybe he won't. Me, like, you're not doing this just to be a dick, are you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> genuinely sent me that message. Slightly, uh, very slightly nicer. Yeah, uh, I, would, I did just, that. I did just want, I did just wanted to check that it wasn't a sort of Ed trolls the league by taking Aldari as a joke. But it, it turns out his intentions are genuine, and that's all we need. So that's all good. Um, next up, we have Franco. Ta-da! Now, I wonder if he wants demons. Let's just read the message I got from Franco. <laughs> Demons or bust! Um, Demons or fuck you! It says, Demons, uh, enter, enter, won't be playing anything else. <laughs> 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 Which creates a slight issue. Yeah, it does create a slight so issue. I'm now just going to trap um, Shall we pencil him in for Death Guard? Drop! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's just gone. The first victim uh, has been claimed! I will nod to Lee Jones here, who said, um, are we making battle reports for this league? Because if so, because he did potentially say Chaos Knights, 
my knights might not be ideal due to painted status. Mm. I said, we've well, got demons as first choice, haven't you? And he said, but Franco will want demons. Oh, he's sensitive. And I didn't know what group Franco was going to be in. So he said, I think the idea is for greater coverage, though, of different armies, right? Oh, good lad. So oh. he said, if Franco gets demons, give me Thousand Sons. Oh, what a hero! Thousand Sons, interesting. In the age of no psychic phase, we go with the thousand suns. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah. actually look pretty. To be pretty fair, that's solid. that is very lovely from the Lord of Change. And actually, it will be really cool to see thousand suns out. And this is actually a really nice context to actually see what they can do. Um, so I think this will be great. And finally, we have Davy himself. What on earth could Davy have been? Potentially the greatest plot twist you'll ever see on 6++. Plus Plus, oh my lord. He's actually taking Tyranids. Oh, he's taking Tyranids, yeah, excellent. He okay. really had me there for a moment. I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I think the only thing he was thinking of pivoting onto would have been Neldari anyway, and there's a, yeah, bit, there's a bit of that going around. Well. So he'd have been on the Nids anyway. Yeah, bastards. Yeah, very oh, nice. Pandemic. Well, that looks like a very fun set. So Tyranids, Eldari, Demons, Tau, Thousand Suns, Drakari, and Dark Angels. That's a proper spread. Lots oh, of different things. Great. Some Xenos, some Chaos, some Imperium. Only one Imperium, actually, to be fair. Quite Imperium light. Um, I guess usual Imperium defender Edward has, has has not stepped up. I don't play a lot of Imperium. No, to be fair, you play all sorts, yeah. don't you? That's but unfair. You, you were just on Custodies just, lately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But still, that, it was chaser. going backwards, it was Tau, Nids, Orcs. Yeah, actually, that was a proper Xenos run, to be fair. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Great. Well, that looks like a really strong set, and I look forward to seeing how that progresses. So. Group B. I don't think we had any plans to sensitively deal with scheduling clashes in this league, so we'll just uh, just, have to, just have to ride it out. Yeah. Okay, right, we're ready. Ooh, got the special paper. Here we are. Are we ready? First person is... Paul! Paul James! Oh, I wonder what he wants. And, well, I can't do the same thing again um, twice in a row. Just so roll four. has put down Dark Angels. Dark Angels. Dark Angels turning up in both leagues. Look at that. Shock horror. The lion looks pretty good. Interestingly, Paul did put Custodes as his third choice. He knows. He fucking knows. Uh, so what was his second choice? Jakari, because that's his Ooh. only other army. Oh, that would have been amazing. I'm kind of sad that hasn't happened, to be honest. I'd love yeah. to see Paul play Jakari. That's very With different finesse to what army. He plays fucking <laughs> Dark Angels like a finesse army. Yeah, so, to be fair, he does. He does. That would be actually kind of work. Yeah. yeah, I think he'd be very good in it, but I've never I seen think it what would be good is if we could all get onto TTS, we could also maybe next time we do a league, is randomly draw the groupings as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. then you've got the real, oh, they've stolen my army kind of thing. Yeah, mm. we'll get ambitious. Elo was, I think that's right. I think Dark Angels will get a detachment, but share a lot of the main rules. I suspect they'll, you know, they'll have their special units and stuff, which will need yeah. somewhere to be. They've shown um, that they have special. Yeah, I've put it down as Marines, and we may need to change that. But with the logic of when you go to teams, you can't have Iron Hands and Dark Angels. You have yeah, Marines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, looking at our lineup here, I think we'll be okay. Yeah. Right, ready? Next person. Stuart. Stuart. Stuart McIntyre. Now, Stuart did not get in contact with me. He's busy <laughs> answering my um, airbrush questions. Um, <laughs> but we do know that Stuart owns one army and one army only. Um, 
So, originally <laughs> put Stuart down oh, as Death Guard. Yeah, we'll put him down for vision as Death Guard, and we'll go from there. But obviously, he is a Death Guard master. Fed into the warp. Nice. Couldn't spell Immaterium, could you, Ed? Yeah, he had a real go at Immaterium, and then it banded <laughs> it. Oi! I have a disability. <laughs> I'm dyslexic. Okay, Thank we, you very much. Then we, then oh, we forgive you. Then. We forgive you. We forgive you. Right, so, next, next up. It's a good effort. A-Aron. Aaron. Oh, what's Aaron gone for? But what has Aaron gone for? He has gone for Orcs. Yeah, baby. Orcs, Orcs, Good lad. Aaron on Orcs is a terrifying thing, so that's good. Haven't heard much chatter about Orcs at all. That'd be interesting. No, I think it's because they do the same shit as they do. <laughs> still, still going to run at you. Their, their army rules the same, but a it bit did worse. look. It did look like a lot more of the same, didn't it? Yeah, there's not <laughs> a lot to say other than they're going to run at you and they're going to crump you. So, mm. yeah, and they'll do it. Oh, oh yeah, yes, they will. Maybe their indirect is good again, and we can just have. Uh, it's not. Oh, we've oh, seen oh, it. Oh, have we seen it? It looked kind of fine. Fuck. Yeah, it didn't look great. It didn't look fine. It looked dog shit. You're going to be hitting on sixes with no ways to buff it. Oh, we'll take that. So, um, next person is Chris. Oh, it's me. Oh, the captain! Yay! Uh, yeah, sure, it's you. Yeah. And I have gone for. Oh, it's a tough choice, but I have gone for Eldari. Eldari, there we go. There we go. What was your second choice, Chris? My second choice was Custodes, and then Admech. Oh, Admech would have been so funny. Wow, that's a very familiar trio. Mine was almost the same. Yeah, yeah. nice. Um, those are my three men. And then I could have had Necrons. Necrons could be fun. Maybe I'll have to try out Necrons outside the league. Yeah, as you say, this is the nice thing, right? You've got we've got one one format sort of locked in to practice one thing, and then we can try other stuff outside of it. I think it'd be really nice. Yeah. All right, next person is Tom. Hello. What did Tom? Want? I am genuinely interested. Oh, as to whether wow. you're going to go something new or uh, stick with one of the old favourites. Well, Tom chose as his third pick Gene Steelercon, as his second pick Eldari, which means his first pick was Drukari. Yeah! Oh, good man! That's what we want. Mm-hmm. That's what we want. Shooting Drukari. Um, yeah, I want to start there and see what they're doing. I love them, so it'll be good to do. Okay, we ready? Next person Lee Churchwood. Now, Lee is so confident of victory and is not interested in any sort of mind games that he very proudly announced, just on the whole group chat, Edward's chosen. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he did. Just that. That's all he needs. Edward's children. In some ways, he was clearly not expecting any of us to take it off him. Uh, And he wasn't wrong, was he? He No. So... He can use his dread claws. I tell you, I hope that Chaos Space Marines turn out to be absolutely brilliant because we really haven't seen that much of them, have we? We only really got a tiny flavour from their, their their preview, and it would be very funny if it turned out they were awesome. I was talking to my brother about this because he's thinking about playing CSM, and he goes, "So that I don't think they've shown the detachment rule for them yet." I was like, "What are you talking about? Of course they have." Wait, no, they haven't. <laughs> yeah, there's no detachment rule. Like, I yeah. don't know if they just forgot it. Or... Well, I wonder if they have enough units left after the Forge World Cold. Right. Now, in truly dramatic fashion, obviously we have Alex left. Alex Chancellor. <gasps> New recruit Alex. But there is controversy 
because Alex, for his first choice, chose oh. orcs. Oh, oh, Aaron! Aaron's cut him up. Aaron's already cut him up. That's such an Aaron thing to do. He's such a dick. Now, let's then go to our second choice, and we're going to have to have a discussion on this live on air, mm -hmm. because his second choice is space rooms. Oh. oh, of the Death Watch variety. Oh, okay. I I am in favour of this because there's actually only we've literally got Dark Angels as the only like even Imperium representatives in here at the moment. So I think another Imperium faction would be nice. What right? was his third choice? Would you like to hear his third choice, or yes. does it matter? Yeah. His third choice is Guard. Guard. Okay. Um. I don't see any reason not to let him have a run on Death Watch, right? I think Death like, Watch should be. I think Death Watch would be cool. I'm my sure stance that... here is if it was any other flavor of Marines, it'd be like, eh, but how different is it? Yeah, but Death Watch is so. That's different. it. It's completely yeah. different. I think that'd yeah, be fun. I, so. I, th I say get him in. I think that's fun. And, uh, he'll just he's... have to leave the army with the masses of artillery at home. He can only use models. Yeah, Tom, you've got a race. You've got a horse in this race. <laughs> Fun fact: Alex actually chose Imperial Knights as his first, and then realised that he didn't have enough models to make a two thousand point list. <laughs> oh. A um, uh, new team member, everybody. Amazing. I got this message today. Unless Questorus Knights are five hundred points plus, and little ones mm -hmm. are one hundred fifty points, they don't actually have enough knights for two K games. Um, and I'd also need to paint an entire knight. Um, so, oh, one model. can we rearrange the order so knights went out of the uh, option? It's alright, I'm flying the flag, don't worry. So, there we are. We have Orcs, Death Watch, Eldari, Chaos Space Marines, Dark Angels, Death Guard, and Drakari. That's another really cool spread. And again, a bit of Chaos, a bit of Xenos, a bit of Imperium. A few different ones in there as well. So, I think across that, we're covering a lot of our bases. And we will work hard to make sure that any armies of ours that haven't popped up in there get a run out in a bat rep um, at some point in the near future as well. So, we'll, we'll be, be trying doing videos, stuff. won't we? So, That's for example, um, so we, as we said before, we're going to do a video for each faction. We're actually going to do two videos for each faction. Oh, yeah, we're going um, in depth. We're doing, in depth on the index. Yeah, we're going to do one about kind of like the. Um, all the, the army rules and the uh, the enhancements and stuff, and then another one on the key data sheets. And yeah. because we'll be doing that, that means we'll be obviously. So, for example, Admech, I'll be doing, um, and so I'll be making sure I understand all of those rules, and then I can actually yeah. run them just in a while. That's game. it, exactly. Yeah. Whilst we're prepping those, we can start testing them into each other and make some better reps. I think that'd be awesome. It'd be really exciting. Honestly, I'm super excited for it. I suspect Index Hammer will be a crazy time. But I'm just, I'm just well up for it. Like, when do you get to have literally all the armies in the game getting new stuff at the same time? It's, it's fun. It's very silly. Uh, it's just gonna be at, a blast. Um, looking at Group C, how many people are you waiting on for lists, Chris? Half. Is it just Jamie. No, so I have lists from um, Jamie Clifford, um, Lewis, and Mark. This doesn't bode well for us being able to organise uh, <laughs> weekly games, does it? <laughs> it's all going to be right. fine. You only have to do it in in person every week. <laughs> <laughs> it's all going to be okay. Don't you worry, That group Lewis. might drag a little bit long. <laughs> but Lewis, are you saying that next time you might be downloading TTS? That your, uh... Uh, just, I, I don't know what it is. and This is me just uh, probably a, a personal barrier I've put up. I deliberately play 40k to get away from screens. After no, I, I, I do. I do completely get that. It's so, one of the reasons I, I find TTS a, a bit grating. Yeah, 
so I just but that's not from me having tried TTS and not liked it so I'm not coming at it from a position of knowledge so I appreciate it. that's my own failing but um, yeah fun in my mind I just don't like the idea of it but, but also it's, it's, it's your hobby so if you don't like the idea of it then you don't have to do it I think that's mm -hmm. I think that's absolutely fine absolutely fine it's it, it with this it's just a nice way of getting us all playing people we yeah, like I think and want to play against most of us are all relatively close to Cambridge yeah, so yeah there's so much sure. going on in Cambridge there's two nights a week of gaming so like we should be able to find some time in yeah. Cambridge somewhere or travelling a bit further depending on how so that that is the draw for the 6++ Index Wars we are very excited to kick it off as soon as we get them rules in our hands and ready to go um, and if there are things you would like to see from this in the way that we cover it in the kinds of things we focus on um, please do leave us a comment let us know what kinds of things you think would be fun for it this is all going to be evolving as, as we get get underway but we're massively excited and if it's if it's a success we'll obviously do it again in some form in the future as well excellent okay well thanks Chris for all the organization with the with the draw there and we are now going to wind towards a close. So we're going to very briefly talk uh, the Warlords Teams event that we're going up to in Element Games. And again, Captain, you can get your Captain's hat on again and tell us what are we taking, why are we taking it, how do you expect us to do? Go! Um, we are Right, so <laughs> this, for right. the first time, is an eight-man team Eight-man team. That's what the real, the big boys do. That is nutty. Days. Yeah, that's crazy. The international boys, that's what they do. Um, and this is being run by, well, the one's called Allies of Convenience, I think. Mm -hmm. So they're a group that they're running it at um, uh, Element Games. Obviously, they're a bit annoyed at the timing of the situation because they have managed to run this tournament Literally just before tenth drop. Yeah, so in, what, in what we call the dregs. What they were yeah. hoping was to be a kind of a United Kingdom WTC warm-up event type thing has kind of fallen slightly short of that. Um, but we're still going to have a great time. And oh, there absolutely. are still some WT, WTC teams going. So um, there's Wales and Ireland, I think, as well. Um, so all around, we're all very excited and we're going um, to have a good time. Um so, eight-man teams is an interesting one. We've only done four and five before. I think um, it's going to make pairing things kind of a, I don't know, <laughs> like it's, um, <laughs> it's, it's very much, a, you can go really, really in-depth with it. We still haven't actually done our matrixes for the other Jack, two. Jack Chapman, if you're in the chat, help us, mate. Because yeah. <laughs> whatever you did last time worked. It worked I, know, I know you're not going, but if you want to just whisper some advice, that'd be really appreciated. Basically, the one thing I've taken away is that you look and find the horrible army in the one where you've got a bad matchup kind of across the board, and you want to try and get that out as quickly as possible. <laughs> so um, all we're going to do um, is kind of like work out who's got an okay kind of each um, matchup in there and try and take them out. And then everything else just runs free naturally, and we win. Brilliant. Um, so yeah, so that'll be an interesting one. Um, trying to take on eight-man pairing teams. I imagine most of the team will just be like, "Who am I playing? Oh, for fuck's sake!" And I imagine <laughs> how those pairing processes go. Um, yeah, it'll be a learning curve for us, won't it? Just as we're starting to get our head around the five-man pairings, I think this will be another layer. But it's again, it's really awesome to get to be seeing how the the international teams play it, you know, how it's yeah, done. I know, I'm really, um, really looking forward to it. Um, so who are we taking? Well, um, we actually had to have quite a few discussions on this because, you know, a lot of us got different armies, some of us want to play the same army, etc, um, etc. Et um, so who have we got? Well, 
We've got me, low old me, and I'm going to carry on playing my Yanari. <laughs> yeah, you are. Uh, I am going to be playing Yanari. Um, they kind of, um, they score reasonably well. They won't get big wins. Well, they can get big wins. They can get oh, yeah. losses, as we found Absolutely out last time. Can. But they have <laughs> problems um, um, for opposition. And, you know, Incarn can be an absolute headache. Um, and I think they're in a, you know, they're not the most optimum way of playing Eldar at the moment. But they're still... And those boards, as we've discussed, they're um, the Glass Hammer Gaming terrain set, yeah. which is very much um, can lean towards those fast-moving combat ones. Yeah, definitely. And I've got an element of everything in it. So, yeah, um, yeah we'll, um, we'll... That's moi. And then we've got Mr. Tom. Hello. And he is on Gene Seer Cock. I, I am on Gene Seer Cock. I'd never even asked. I knew you wanted to play your Elder. I was quite happy for you to have it. Initially, as you said about Tom playing Drakari because of the style of the boards, but then Tom, right, and we're worried about you know the shooting element of things. But then, Tom had some practice games on TTS, didn't you, with the GSC? Yeah, I tried, I tried them both out, and I felt like I felt like GSC would be just fine. And also, I've played GSC a lot for like a year, so I know I know how to do it. And I think I wanted to be on something. I'd also done the Matrix for both of them, and I was like, I love Drakari, but there are some games where they just get their heads kicked in, and GSC. Those are rarer. It's and you have solid it defender choices. That's well. it. Is they're great for defending, and that's that's what I like. So, um, so then we've got Lee Jones, and he is on Disciples of Bellacor. He is. I'm um, excited for this actually. Exciting. Lee Jones um, getting a weekend away. It's gonna be really Jones fun. Lee Jones is spending the weekend, the first ever night away from his baby. Yeah. So we'll have to hold his hand. Get wasted. We'll cuddle him. <laughs> <laughs> We'll look after him. Um, so yeah, that'll be um, that's very exciting. Always fun to play with Lee. Um, it's then, a, a very innovative Bellicor list where he's got some war dogs. I don't think I've ever seen anyone do no, that. No, no, no one I know. Has Certainly no, yeah, list. no, no players that frequent so well this chat anyway. For um, taking that board. Um, and <laughs> speaking of Jack Tite, <laughs> <laughs> he is playing for us. Yeah, he uh, is. You didn't say that in the June transfer. Oh, that, that's because he's on loan. He's gonna. He's going back to Warmasters. Yeah, yeah, he's on loan. Slowly making his way. We'll get him eventually. He'll be a great, a good one day. Um, but no, and uh, Jack's got lots of options, and Jack is um, going to actually take World Eaters um, because Jack likes painting armies in a week. So he has been working very hard on um, working those World Eaters out. So he's going to bring yeah. World Eaters. Um, which obviously just scores so well um, yeah. that they're a very good defender. So there's a couple of lists there that we've got that are just going to put up numbers in a lot of situations, and that's really nice to have. Yeah, absolutely. Um, then we have, um, obviously, the great Jamie East. Um, oh, Jamie right East. On his death guard. Now, these boards are made for Jamie East, because <laughs> Jamie East is very much of a mindset, of, I'm going to move my army into the middle of the board, and then we're going to see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> These um, these boards actually probably lend themselves because you can hide. They do, they do. They're not yeah. going to get shot, and then boom, they're onto you. Um, but he has actually got a bit of a shooting list as well. So um, always good to have Jamie on board. Um, unfortunately, we don't have Mark Milton too, so they can't spend uh, the night. Just you're fat. You is know, it Mark, too late? For, is it too late for me to drop? Because that was the only reason I was. That's coming. Reason I thought, uh, I thought we were going to get the thing, Jamie yeah. and Mark show on the Saturday night. That's what it's all about. Crazy. That's why I do these things. <laughs> um, but backing him up will be the veteran of the team, oh. Dave Murdoch. Oh, I love Grey Knight himself with his yep. Grey Knights. Um, Dave, 
does he's actually really good in team tournaments because he we've had so many events where Dave has gone into like nasty matchups and just scored high. Yeah, yeah. Um, he classic, plays the shit out of that army. Yeah, the class yeah. the classic was last year. We had the game where we ran, we had Tau into Grey Knights, both our Tau etc. And um, our Tau managed to twenty o their Grey Knights, but our Grey Knights managed to get almost a draw into their Tau. Yeah, that's super um, so good. So Dave's really great in the team format for that. Um, and so he will probably just show him onto the bus a load. And, um, <laughs> so for fuck Dave, if he ever lets us down. I have not, I've not done a 6++ plus plus Teams yet, but in my previous incarnation with 40, 40k gaming, I was always under the bus with the Knights. Um, yeah. Can you ever be under the bus with Knights? They don't fit under buses. Well, it was, it was in, the, uh, in the realms of when... Um, Harlequins are really insane and ah, towel yeah, really yeah, good. Yeah, that that was probably the most toxic teams meta I've ever been in. Because Awful. there were just enough broken armies for there to always be right. one person <laughs> or two people <laughs> that were always getting wrecked every round and three people who were having a great time, which wasn't fun. <laughs> well, I went five and oh, so I had a great. Oh, time. good for you, Chris. <laughs> I'm, honestly, I'm extremely impressed. <laughs> um and so next up, we have got um, Mr. Paul James. Um, no surprises, he is playing his Dark Angels. Um, Mr. Four himself. Oh, yes. Um, so we know how that matrix goes. But the store, it gets it done, right. doesn't it? 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10. <laughs> so, um, no, Paul will be an asset, and you know, he'll play in 21. And, have a great game and these boards especially he's got his indirect he's got the punch he's got the fast moving shooting dark angels will suit the board i think they'll play the board really nicely i think so um paul will be looking to get good wins from paul and then last but not least we have debutant mr alex chancellor yeah baby um with his guard um, bold call from the manager to throw him in from the start yeah well you know you, when you just see natural talent like that <laughs> um you can't you can't not do that, can you? <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, no, we're excited for Alex to join us. What do we put him on in the end? Guard. Guard. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's good. Good Oh, that poor guy. <laughs> he put himself on guard. Okay. I played shooting armies like glass armor terrain, and I was like, "Hmm, this is a thing." <laughs> it feels um, like it would just. If I was going to go, I'd probably take Tyranids and just take Gaunts, <laughs> and just go. I can hide enough of these that you can't get through them, and I you can't take any objectives. Yourself. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right, Manny Yeah. What? What? What cost, Lewis? At what cost? <laughs> well, in addition, I would take 150 gaunts, and I would take the biotype. Of course, because that moves nicely around the glass hammer train. So. Well, um... well, in current edition, it has fly, so it can just land on stuff. In the new edition, it doesn't have fly, so it's gone going back to being stuck in between buildings. And that really sort of goes with the list design you've gone for, which is hide every model. Oh, there's a Titan. But it'll yeah. be minus one to hit, and it'll have a five plus feel no pain, so good luck killing it. <laughs> yeah, no. no, no don't no. say anything about feel no pain, you'll summon the Death Guard Reddit. You can hear them shuffling very, very slowly towards Oh, the sight of phage! <laughs> I believe they got a four inch move. Oh, oh, they get even oh, slower. <laughs> yeah, poor things. Um, oh, well. Yeah, that's now you just have to take 16 inches away from them. Yeah, I think that's a really solid lineup, and it's also going to be a really fun lineup as well. We've got a bunch of good players in there, and I think we've got a good bunch of options, so really excited to see how we do. We're going to beat an international team. That's what we need to do. Go on. 
Yeah, but it's going to be Wales. <laughs> <laughs> I've played a uh, Wales team, so I, I feel confident saying <laughs> Really? Okay. Oh, Christ. I was, I was Don't playing start with team beef England, with the so. Welsh team before we've I'm even got Welsh, there. Oh, okay, so, then you're all right. You know, you're okay. like, out of all of the nations I was going to pick, I was like, I'm not picking Scotland, because not only are they actually really good, I'm not Scottish. I'm not picking Ireland, because they're just sound as fuck. Um, and I did pick Wales, because that's, you know... Yeah, I've we've played the Scottish team before. That that did not yeah, end well for us. Either. So the teams are going are, and I can get us off from Tawny Keeper, which is an utterly shit app. They're running into <laughs> Tawny Keeper, are they? Yeah, they, yeah, they always do up the there. App. I don't know why. Oh, Tawny Keeper feels quite good for teams, um, if it works. Okay, well, yeah, if. So we've got us, really... We've got Leeds, Miners A. We've got some Ooh. names I recognise. They've got Stephanie Berry. Is, uh, is Jake on there? Jake Willstrop. Yeah, my boy. Yes, he is. Jake's fantastic. Um, is he a good player? Oh, yeah, he's fucking men. He's oh, really okay. good. Okay. He came, like, um, second at the three-day Coventry. Oh, very nice. Yeah, yeah, he's really fucking good. Okay, cool. Well, that's pretty fun. Um, then we've got Leeds, Salt, Miners B. Um, then we've got Leeds Salt Miners C. Oh wow! Sing a team. Then we've got Team Highland, Team Stonehammer, Welshies Team One, Welshies Team Two, and Yorkshire Coast Raiders. Good so, There we Lots go. Northerners. Yeah, funny. Yeah, we are definitely the only Southerners heading. Filthy over Southerners. To, uh, yeah, representing. Well, best of luck, gents. I think you're going to have a uh, have an amazing time. Yeah, yeah well, it's going to be a proper test, and I'm well up for it. It'll be great. And uh, I mean, it's my final tournament of um, ninth, so I'm just looking forward to um, finishing off in yeah. style. I'd be impressed if there were any after that. Like, there's only going to. It be must be the last, like one of the last ones out. Yeah. Get, yeah. Unless Cause... there's like early July or very late June events that are uh, still running ninth rules because they. I am hearing, nine. and I could be wrong, the Bristol GT. On the weekend like of the twenty fourth, probably gonna. Yeah. Oh, is it the third? Okay, mm -hmm. I was gonna say I've heard that it might be played on tenth. No, no yeah, that, that is on the twenty fourth, and I believe they are gonna yeah. give yeah. it a go. Yeah, yeah. I believe they are gonna you give it a go. About it. Yeah. So expect that to be won by a content creator or yeah. someone or someone in the content world. <laughs> well, it's gonna be won by someone who has all the information, but that's not because they have the information. It's because they're just the people who win the events anyway. And those so, do, they always do have all the information. Have information yeah. as well, yeah. Go on, Vic Bay, Jay, start us off with a style. Get in there. Get in there and just win one straight away. Marines or Aldar? Let's call it now. <laughs> one of the two. Jack on the, uh, on the chat has uh, very kindly reminded me of one of my darkest moments at the team's event in that very nasty uh, um, Harlequins meta where I, uh, for the second time, lost all of my lights, my entire army in the first turn. Ah, yeah. Against, uh, <laughs> yeah, they, they did that. The Void Weavers did that. They did that, oh, they did that no. very reliably. I did have both Valiants explode and do a combination of about 24 mortal wounds to the armages around them. But uh, so that oh. helped. But yeah, other than that, they did basically destroy everything. Everything was gone, turn one. So I got five points on Yield No Ground, and that was it. <laughs> Woohoo! Hero. <laughs> There's some uh, oh, Sisters of Battle fans kicking off in the chat. Some people starting Sisters for tent. That's exciting. Paint Celestine's nice. always played Sisters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Paint Celestine's also just picked up a very beautiful Jakari army. So we have a little section in the Discord now called Comera Plus Plus. So all Jakari fans get in there and we're just going to natter about Jakari for the whole of the index era. It's going to be great. 
hopefully it won't hopefully it won't be um... screaming (laughs) (laughs) well hopefully it will (laughs) (laughs) lots of people getting strung up but yeah i'm working on a uh, exorcist at the moment for oh uh, really yeah very cool it's such a beautiful vehicle I've always, I've always like looked at it and gone, oh yeah, it's an organ on the back of a tank. It actually is. A, it's got keys. It's got everything. It's a work so of there art. Is it's a, a work woman of art. In the back of it, playing an organ. She's got foot pedals and keys. I was like, this is insane. <laughs> yeah, completely. I, I mean, the sisters' range is absolutely stunning. They're beautiful. Oh, stunning set of models. Yeah. Cool. Okay. I think that takes us towards the wind down. So let's just have a look and see if there's a couple of listener questions we can field. Obviously, Quite people in the chat, people. feel free to throw some questions in. As ever, if you want to slip Chris a fiver via a suit chat so he can buy himself a nice Eldar or whatever it is he wants, a Tyranid An perhaps, Eldar. a they nice Eldar, or Eldar. he can get himself a single... Well, actually, he won't know what it is. He'll buy something on eBay that's bug-shaped and then he'll tell, get the chat to tell him what it yeah. is. Yeah, guys, um, let's this. <laughs> just contribute to the uh, Lewis Wants an Astraeus fund. <laughs> right then so um where the oh yeah I, they start after i started nattering from the last time so ultimate funk asks how do you guys feel about meme lists at tournaments i'm thinking about the guy who ran 12 assassins and three fortifications at lvo a couple of years back for example bit of fun or a waste of everyone's time I think we might have discussed this one two two weeks ago. But oh, did you? Great. Have a great time. Yeah, do like, what you like, right? Absolutely. You, you're going to play f- minimum five games. Like, fuck it. I don't mind having one game where I just have fun with someone. It's not a waste of my time. Mm. Um, I, I get a free round. Cool. I have a good time with my opponent. Cool. And, uh, yeah, it's what and it is. Some, some meme lists are deceptively dangerous, right? You know, you get there's pilots out there behind... Not that one. Behind, not that one, no. But there's pilots out there, and you get you get, get lolled into a full sense of security, oh, oh, and you those get caught worst. out. Yeah, yeah, like, absolutely. When you're, when you're doing really well, if you're ever, like, 3-0 going into day 2 or 4-0, and you look at the list, you're like, this seems shit. That's when you lose. Yeah, you just 100, don't understand 100%. 100%. What they're doing, yeah. Yeah. So they're good fun, treat them with respect. And yeah, I, I really enjoy it. I think it's nice to take something silly now and again. I always enjoy doing it. Um, great. Couldn't and so, more. Gail Morris, who is obviously our very own Jack Chapman, how do you guys feel about Titans and aircraft being able to see through obscuring? Maybe if we start with you, Lewis. Valiant. <laughs> valiant dance. Oh, you can no longer hide from me. I'm sick of ties and crisis suits and land ray. Anything with stupid las cannons hiding behind a building, shooting my knights. And to not think that the knight would go, oh, I wonder what all those lasers are coming from. Best not shoot over there. Now yeah. I can see you. So good fucking luck, is what I'm going to say. Fill that, fill that Here's why fire. your opinion is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> this is fucking terrifying. Um, not even from the angle of, like, I'm going to shoot back. But if you go first against the Knights... No, sorry, if you go second against the Knights Army, you just can't hide. Like, uh, we've got used to Knight Condition, you hide your army turn one, and then the game really starts on turn two. And it's likely to stay that way. We'll see how the terrain continues. That is not going to be your game in tonight's. If you go for second, they're going to shoot a lot of really souped-up guns. We have seen a lot of the guns. Those guns will pick up an upsetting amount of your models before you get to do anything. And that is going to feel really bad, unless you're the Knights player, in which case you're like, haha, this is what I have to deal with for two editions. (laughs) Um, So I'm not in favour of it. 
but I also don't think it's going to be a problem from the way that the game looks like at the moment. But when it does become a problem in six months, 12 months, 18 months, it'll happen at some point, inevitably. There's going to be a lot of people who are quite salty that their entire army gets, you know, half their army gets picked up turn one before they even get to roll a dice. I think if, if Games Workshop are looking at that as a mechanic they're going to keep, which fundamentally I, I, I quite like the mechanic. I think it, it kind of makes sense, really. But you've got to point those knights appropriately. You mm. need to make sure there's a premium on those bigger knights uh, to take into account the fact that they can now do that and they can now overwatch mm. in your movement phase and things like that. They've got a lot stronger in the game. So if my Valiants are still 650 points, then I'm laughing. Presumably, like, true, true line of sight still helps things. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. So it's, it's not like you're completely screwed. It's just... I'm... I'm assuming but that UKTC we're still keeping boards. the. Yeah, oh, UK, I'm, I'm assuming UKTC must be reinventing massively for this because I can't see how it's going to function in the same way. I'm assuming that everyone's just going to play on the UK uh, <laughs> the Games Workshop Perspex boards. Well, even the even the, the ones that the ones they've out. previewed, the GW ones they previewed at those American events, they don't look like they've changed it. Right, the layouts okay. are slightly. There's some. I'll send send you some maps that they shared on the screen. There's, they look very different. And I think, yeah, I think it will. It'll take a while for us to figure it out. But I don't think it's going to be the same types of boards as a result. Mm. But it okay. is very scary. I don't like getting shot by knights. But I guess they don't like getting no. shot by me. No, I like shooting them <laughs> without the being seen. Though. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're a, you're a massive fan of that now. You love shooting. Well, that, this is the worst time. I've always <laughs> played big, big stompy things, and now I'm like, oh, maybe I'll just play the small, delicate models. Um, now I'm gonna get I shot back. Hide, yeah. Fuck that. Fuck that. <laughs> I think yeah. I think any mechanic actually where you can be sh when you can shoot something but can't get shot in return. I don't like that as a mechanic. So I can see why they've made this change. Mm. Because it removes the the feels bad in that you can get you can shoot someone and not get shot in return. However, you've kind of replaced that with you not being able to hide from certain types of armies. But what it might do, and which actually I quite like, is it might encourage more of the bigger knights to get seen. So those stupid fourteen armager lists. Oh, I want I want and... big knights on the table. I absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I think they're awesome. There should be a reason to take them. I always think it's... one or one or two should be staple. We're verging into um, War of the Worlds now, and there's just going to be these huge walkers firing their death lasers. There is no escape. Humanity <laughs> is doomed. Someone, please, God, get a fucking common cold into one of those machines so they all die, because <laughs> holy shit. Mm. Yeah, it's, very It's nice. going to be a good few months to be a Valiant player, that's for sure. I think everyone's going to start buying them if they're anywhere near... They've got the same damage output they have now with all the extra rules and the feel no pain and all that sort of stuff that Death Guard don't get. They're going to be insane. Six plus, only thing... Six plus Plus does not endorse any massive purchases Lewis encourages you to make. <laughs> with, no, because actually the... what they'll do is put them in Legends. Yeah, that's it. That's it. With, yeah. with all love, Lewis, that is a very biased perspective of someone who plays and loves Valiant. No one's going to buy a Valiant. Um, <laughs> oh, like, even, oh. If they, even if they're like, okay, they'd have to be like a really good for people to go because you have that sort of like cognitive but like ah oh, they weren't very good it's only a single shot weapon they have to be really good to tip over which i think is a well, great place for you because i think they'll be like decent. what yeah what they will struggle with is i assume there is not going to be a way to advance and shoot them so the only way i ever made my balance work is to have them as raven with max advanced strat so they can uh, go 14 thing. or 16 yeah, inches and thing. still shoot yep. if they can only move eight inches they're still going to be limited to their 18 inch range so sure. though valiance you will be able to outrange 
um, and play more defensively with against some of their some of their guns are longer range, but the majority of them are short range guns. It's a so. good job that we haven't seen all the rules, and we know that the entire edition is going to be oh, at, at launch is going to be scrapping over the middle of the board. That would be a real problem if someone had some immovable models with short range and uh, really punishing firepower. <laughs> Yeah, mm. that feel no pain as well. Like if you put a feel no pain, even if it's a six plus one, even if you don't do your little honor thing and get it to a five plus, a feel no pain six plus on a model that's got thirty wounds is effectively an extra. Yeah, six we've wounds. said feel no pain three times. They're definitely coming now. <laughs> I, I I just want to uh, put it out here so I can see be really smug when it works. Uh, I want to see every knight player running a Vindicar assassin because I want you to be assassinating their warlord. And I want you to be getting that five up feel no pain on turn one because your opponent has left the warlord in a shootable position. There is me. I also I've always won a Calidus on my knights <laughs> they're, list. They're in the chat. They're which, here. <laughs> which can she can deep strike like less than nine inches away and make that charge. She ignores mm. the vulnerable saves and she's AP three currently in combat with damage yeah. two weapons. So she but will probably fuck won't up have a decision. Oh no, might do because they're an assassin. I would have thought they have assassin. Yeah, They'll have um, uh, whatever the sniper rule is, but precision combat. Yeah, I've said it four times. Precision. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I try and zone out what you say, Ed, because most of the time. <laughs> that is entirely fair. <laughs> Great. Um, one brief one in the chat, um, which I think I'm probably all right to field. Where was it? It was. Who is the best Phoenix Lord, and why is it Drazar? I mean, Drazar is very cool. I do love Drazar. I think my actual favourite Phoenix Lord is actually um, Fuegan, just because of the whole end times sort of fall of civilization. He's he's only supposed to turn up for the final battle, right? So when we actually get his model, it's going to be things are going to be getting pretty real shit, in shit, the 41st millennium, because when he comes to battle, that is the end for the Eldar. That is their dying day. Um, so I enjoy that lore, but obviously Drazar is the best one because he's the only one that got got cool. I thought you'd have said uh, Morgan Ra. That was my experience. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I've you insisted a, on playing him. I have had a love affair with Morgan Ra, obviously, recently. That's just because the model's nice. Yeah. Morgan Ra's cool. Um, and but until he has the shuriken keyword. <laughs> I said it doesn't exist anymore, does it? That's gone. That's been... Yeah, know, it's nothing. He won't, he, maybe he'll what have sustained get, no, hits. Is it, is it lethal hits they get? They get one of them. I can't remember which one Shuriken gets. I think a lot of those mid-range five, six damage, two guns are getting sustained hits now. Like heavy mm. bolters have it, venom cannons have it. So I suspect they've got that. But I haven't. I know seen Dire it. Avengers have lethal hits. That's fun. And Overwatch on a five plus, which becomes a four plus if he's touching an objective. There's a and good. If you, oh, if you put Azamun in, it becomes free. Yes. And then you spend one CP to move behind a ruin after you've shot in the movement phase. <laughs> but what do I know? <laughs> you, Yeah, you're certainly not thinking this through at all. Um, so it's going to be fine. Right, next question we have is from Dusty Mind in brackets P. I love the name Dusty Mind. That's great. I often feel like I have a Dusty Mind. Um, what's the most efficient way to learn the new edition's rules and avoid reinforcing incorrect interpretations? Should I be studying the rulebook, watching battle reports, Listening to you, knowledgeable six plus plus guys. Well, you oh, hey, dust, dusty mine. You know which one of these. You know which one of those we're gonna pick. Uh, getting lots of wrecks in with your mates feels like a guaranteed way to miss some of the subtle changes. Anyone want to field this? Chris's well, while cat, you perhaps? were playing your friends, I was studying the blade. Um, but yeah, no, I think I think playing your mates is fine. You've just got to have the base level of knowledge there first, like what I am doing and. Uh, is it to hand? Oh, here it is. I've got my, my binder that I've printed out the rules and I've gone through and I'm highlighting the bits so that are keen. different. So um, 
because the rules are very similar, but the bits that are different are the bits that you need to learn. That's the uh, the main thing. Find the bits are different, keep a note of those, and then uh, just make sure you're not getting the reps in and doing that wrong. Yeah, I think, from my perspective, have a read of the rules, do some practice games, and then crucially for me, reread the rules once you've got a few games under your belt. Every because time. Because you will pick stuff up that you missed the first couple of games you played, and then that will help cancel out any negative um, interaction or incorrect interactions you've had in those first couple of practice games and you go oh actually that's not quite how movement works or whatever and then you can reread and do it again and then actually just rinse and repeat read practice read practice read practice until you've got it in your head for yeah, me I just, it's just relentless beating into my own brain until it's there i know um what i'm going to be doing is getting out the rules and just walking step by step through the combat phase the charge and combat phase mm, just with yeah. models it's such a different thing to try and read it and understand it compared to actually practicing it yeah. You're going to set up your model, set up there's just one unit of each, and then just read line by line and work out what you have to do and what you can therefore get away with not doing. You know, it's really easy to read, oh, I must gain base-to-base contact. Um, if I have to, cool, I'll just move everything into base-to-base. When actually you read around the rules and you'll see you don't need to be doing, there are, there are ways around it. And I think Completely. it's going to be hard to manipulate the fight phase, but it's definitely going to be doable and take quite a lot of skill. I don't know how they fix it, but fuck, I hope they fix the fight phase. Like, already, just looking at the Google Docs files, you're like, oh, do I have to learn this bullshit? Yeah. This is way more gamey than 9th edition. Yeah, I'm just, yeah, I'm just saying, it just looks like hard work to learn, but if yeah. you want to play right at the top with your combat, then you're going to kind of have, have to learn it. Although the Absolutely. joy of the new edition is everybody is in the same position. Yeah, completely. Everyone's, everyone's learning, apart from Ed, who already knows the rules. <laughs> And you can get a few things wrong, and learning by iteration and by making mistakes is how we all learn anything. So don't worry too much about that either. Um, all those things will work for you. Watch others play it, read the rule book. I think going back to your rules is massively important. This is just the same with like a codex or an index. Like The way to learn it is read it, build something, play it, go back, read it again, and see what you see the next time. Um, and yeah, you can listen to us. We'll be figuring this out, and we're going to be throwing a ton of content out there as we figure it out. Um, we haven't worked out how we're going to handle like the actual sort of learning to play minutia stuff yet, but I'm, Chris always produces very good content for this, and I'm sure we'll come up with a plan. Um, and certainly for playing the, the individual armies, we're going to throw index reports at you and index in-depths at you like no one's business. Right, next question from the chat. It's a certain Dom Maidlow. Hello, lads. Tom, how good is Lilith? Emojis. Blender. Lilith does look extremely, extremely good. Lilith is going to be really, really fun. Um, she go and blend. So can't wait to get her on the table. It's going to be a good time. Um, and then back to Discord. Oh, this is quite a fun one, actually. What do you think defines a faction specialist? For example, would you consider someone switching to the Guard Codex when it came out and only playing that till now a faction specialist? Following on from that, for teams, what do you like better? Someone who plays loads and loads of factions or someone who is a faction specialist? To be honest, this is an episode, um, <laughs> but we can absolutely get some of the initial thoughts out on this and then we can do a much more in-depth another time. Anyone want to take the first shot on this? Sure. 
uh, I think faction specialists have to have been playing for a long time. Yeah, like, I agree. I'm talking maybe multiple editions. Mm. Like you can name faction specialists. Scari is a Drakari mm. faction specialist. Um, you could argue argue Rob is. He's been playing them since eighth edition. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got you know Paul Martin is an orc faction specialist. He was playing them through the good times and the bad. Um, You've got um, Jay from Mohawk Minis. He's a knight specialist. Knights, I know he's yeah, been messing absolutely. around with World Eaters, but I'm sure he'll be back to playing his knights. He wants to win mm. some more of those painting prizes. Um, faction specialists, there are very few of them who play at a top level because it is so much easier to play competitively swapping armies. Yeah. I think that you made an important point about good times and bad there. I think. Ed, yeah, I, I think, think that's the a big marker. specialists isn't it? Yeah. come in. And they still perform well, mm. even when the faction is bad. Paul! Even when everyone thinks they're rubbish, Paul. they still do well. I can't believe I just neglected to mention Paul on our team, Mr. Dark Angel. Paul, Paul is a Dark Angel's uh, lifer, right? Yeah, that's quite remarkable, really. Yeah, yeah you play Imper- Imperial Fist now, and you're my nemesis, so you don't yeah. get a shout <laughs> I don't but, play um, Imperial Fist anymore, because I've good, just lost 700 good points times, in my arms. I think good times <laughs> and bad is very relevant, but I think that speaks to two things, which is that, A, yep, you can see that as they stick with their army through thick and thin. The other part of it is... They understand their army so well that they can adapt it and find what it needs to deal with a given situation as well. And, and so both those things, right? A, a genuine in-depth faction specialist isn't looking at a new problem like, I can't deal with this, I'll go and get a different army. They're looking at, like, I can and will find the tools to deal with this inside my sort of very in-depth knowledge of the army I play. And also they have to put up decent results during the battle. Oh, yeah. Like yeah, somebody yeah, yeah. who plays the same army and does well when the army's good and then just poorly when the army's bad. Like, they're a fan of the faction and they can still be a decent player, but I wouldn't yeah. call them a faction specialist. Mm, sure. And there's there's probably a distinction as well. I mean, I'm being facetious about myself, but if I call myself a knight specialist, then that kind of isn't correct because I didn't really change my list. It was always the variation, the two valiants and the armages. Like, I, didn't, I never really used the medium-sized knights, so if someone came up to me and asked me what sort of loads I should put on crusaders and paladins, I wouldn't be able to give a decent enough answer, I don't think. Mm. So Elo, Elo Woozle here yeah. has introduced the distinction between loyalists and specialists, and I think that's very valid. I actually think that they're not necessarily the same thing, but no. I think it's entirely possible for someone to become an absolute expert on a faction very quickly and play that very intensely over a short spell, and they would be specialised in that faction, especially if, and this is the crucial thing, they understand how it plays and works into, let's say, I don't know, every other army in the game, because that's the kind of a level of work that some players put in to their armies that is specialism right and it's been acquired in a shorter space of time it's not the same as loyalism because that, that army might then be put back on the shelf for a long time um, but that's not to disrespect the, the level of depth and work and knowledge that takes um, because it absolutely does take a lot of work and effort right that that knowledge is hard earned and if you've got to earn it in a short space again then you really have to put the groundwork in don't you to acquire that kind of knowledge um, i think the question of what you'd prefer for teams is quite an interesting one isn't it uh meta ebb and flow is so important and has such an impact maybe that's just the level we're at but certainly you know our 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 team's fortunes do ebb and flow as our armies do but we still always like to take people who know their armies well don't we chris have we we've never really gambled on a a faction have we no and you know when when it comes to the matrix and you're trying to fill it out um and you've got someone who's not really played kind of knows how to play their army but doesn't know the matchups that's actually quite a problem compared to someone who's like, oh, I know, because I've played all these different armies, exactly all these different armies three, four times. I know how this matchup goes, for better or for worse. Mm. And actually having that information is so valuable to the pairing process, which is obviously the, you nail the pairing process, and on paper you therefore win that game. 
Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think that's... Um, I would definitely want faction speed. I mean, hey, I, eight faction specialists... Yeah, that's the dream, right? Imagine, that'd be awesome. That's perfect right? answer. I think yeah. in a realistic world, like a blend of both is good. Yeah, of yeah, hundred percent. Because you, otherwise, you've got a team where you've got two people who really fucking love playing orcs, and like, ooh, this is slightly awkward. How are we doing this? Yeah. Uh, but mm. if you've got, you know, a couple of people who are willing to just pick up a new army and play it, that helps fill the gaps. Yeah. yeah. Um, which is like they're not going to play it to the same level as a faction specialist. Yeah. But you know, they they'll play. To... Yeah, exactly. You, as long as oh, you hands are good, you don't need an iron hands. And I think I do. I do. Can... Yeah. Potentially, Walk. although I think I've seen Iron Hands played plenty badly. People people manage it. Like it does happen. Uh, I think also the question, the tension in there between what would you rather have someone who plays loads and loads, or someone sorry, loads and loads of factions, or someone who's a faction specialist. I think at its heart, the very best players are doing the same thing. And again, I bring you back to that earlier point. Whether or not they're playing one army or they're playing all of them, they're doing the same thing, which is they are learning how everything interacts with everything, and that is what good players can do. And you can do that playing just the one army into 20 others, or you can do that playing 10 armies into all the others. It, it doesn't matter. They're, you know, they're, they're different routes with different approaches, and I think we attach a kind of aesthetic to it. And I think the faction especially, the reason I, I have a sort of romanticism for it, and I think a lot of people do, is that this, to a lot of us, is more than just the competitive game, right? It's a collecting an army, it's painting an army, it's building an army. So there's that romanticism in the faction specialist. It's just like the, you know, the one club football player. They're staying at staying mm. at their club the whole way through. They could, they, there's a romanticism to it. We like this idea of a sort of loyalty and something beyond the game and the the huge amounts of money we're all making, um, and you know all that, all that. <laughs> so yeah I, th I think that's that's what the appeal of it is but what i would definitely say going into 10th is i think the early months of a new meta are going to be heavily defined by people who know their armies really well and also have big collections of their armies and are ready to jump into them and get what they need very quickly yeah. i just think it rewards specialism and people who have deep collections of armies because you don't need to be like oh fuck i've got to buy this this and this paint it up you can just get it straight out and, and try it so um but it'd be really interesting to see how, how how that actually shapes out in practice great um i think that, that is us boys did i miss anything in the chat no i think so there was um Thanks, Celestine. Who would win? Um, Malin Sado, the protagonist from Bolt Gun, or the Doom Guy? I am not equipped to answer that. Sorry, no. It's not. Uh, I've not played either. I think. Um, in a in a room full of nerds, you would have thought one of us played. We've let, yeah, we've really let the side <laughs> down there. Paint Celestine. I'll do some research and I'll have an answer for you next time. Um, and on the that note, guy just goes around listening to heavy metal, doesn't he? He's just going around screaming and shooting. Why deep. not? Yeah, it, go it, with him. it doesn't, doesn't look like a very me game. That game, I'm not really into the sort <laughs> of fire lots of bullets for two hours kind of game. That's not really my jam. Isn't the bolt gun guy just like an intercessor or something? So I think he's just a, a rip off of Doom. Yeah, he is an, inter he's an intercessor. He takes out like a Lord of Change whenever he wants. But Doom yeah, with a Warhammer skin. Yeah, yeah. Great. Okay. Well. It was amazing how many of you were around, given that you know tent's not even here yet. We have got nothing to do, so thanks so much for turning <laughs> up. We had a lot of fun. Tenth is coming. The index wars are coming. A whole bunch of new content is coming. We can't wait to get it to you all, um, and we will see you again 